Folks, did you know that he shirt, she shirt.com has multiple five-star reviews over the past seven days? Buyers are raving, just like the site says. Come on, folks, just raving? You should be salivating over he shirt, she shirt. You should be waxing poetic about their shirts. That includes the most scientific shirt you can find on the internet, Ho-Cubed. There's nothing wrong with cubing hose, right? Well, either way, you can own a shirt with that slogan on it if you wander on over to heshirtsheshirt.com and place an order today. Or go check them out on Instagram at heshirtsheshirt to see the designs in action. And don't forget to use the code JSGCAST to get a discount. And if you use the code Russell Doesn't Finger Buttholes, you'll have received a complimentary bag of fiery Cheetos and a half-drunken bottle of Diet Coke. What a bargain! And now, enjoy this orgy of, I mean episode of, Just Some Guardians. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 97 of Just Some Guardians. How are you? Russell, that ad read, spectacular. Thank you. I had to read my my Ron Burgundy voice. It was wonderful. I was transported. I've been listening to a lot of the Ron Burgundy podcast recently, actually, and I closed my eyes and I was transported. (laughs) Have you not? The Ron Burgundy podcast. That's a thing. It's a real. So he does. He does an entire podcast that's been going for years. He does it in character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's spectacular. I'm gonna have to find that now. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I'm thinking about it. it's really good. Hey everyone, this is the show. I'm Elmer Fudd. I'm your host tonight. We are currently live. Twitch.tv slash Justin Gardens. This is Friday night. Doing all right. I think I'm doing all right. Doing and all right uh, on Friday night. Woo. Woo. Living it up, living it up. Oh, yeah. Friday night. All right. We haven't done this in a long time, folks. Here we go. Folks, with me, we have the, I think I got it right, effervescent Russell. Ooh. It just sends shivers. It sends shivers down my spine. And into my penis. <laughs> Prove it. You Man, how are you? Vin- the venerable Elmer Fudd. Oh, oh my God. I, I never get tired of that. That's so smooth. Mm. I, I, I need I need one of those sound effects on my side so that I can introduce you in conjunction with you introducing me. Your voice is enough of an effect, man. It's gorgeous. The venerable Ooh. Elmer Fudd. I felt a vibration been... all the way to my penis. <laughs> <laughs> right from the beard to the penis. Yeah, it is. That time it went right to my butthole. Just Yeah. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> like Taco Bell on a Friday night. Clowning my pink, own cheeks is crazy. Doing the stink. Right. <laughs> yeah that's a- yeah that's that's what they say for sure oh, but yeah no i'm doing good man yeah it's been a good week it actually it's what, been a really good it, week how, what have you done this week oh besides oh, work yeah well work that's it how are you I, i'm good uh so <laughs> this 
I just want to make that weird. Yeah, I know. I'm amazing. No, my week. Uh, let's see. Last night, I was on Guardian Downcast, um, which was oh, a ton really? of fun. We, uh, yeah. I was on there with RNG Gator. And as a joke, mm-hmm. we were pretending it was our show in their Discord for the last week. And so last night before the show, we were like, hey, let's just make it our show for this episode. So we went in and got all their scripts without them knowing for the, uh, they do a bunch of like pre-recorded ads. And so we recorded their ads as us pretending to be them. And so we got in, they're like, all right, let's do the show. And we just took over and pretended we were them and they were our guests and played all their bits and everything. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You said that was the guardian downcast guardian downcast. Yeah. I got to listen to that episode. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's pretty good. (laughs) So were were they like thrown off at first? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so the other Gator, he's, he's the host of the show over there. He's a very detail oriented. He's got the whole scripted out and just goes through it. And so I was like, Hey, you know, those plans you had not tonight, brother. And you can just see (laughs) on his face panic out of the gate immediately. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I guess I'm going to start drinking to like get over the nerves. And he was very nervous because he got extremely drunk. (laughs) So yeah, it was a good time. Definitely give that a listen, but yeah, that's, that was the highlight of my week. It would be exciting to actually, it would be exciting to actually listen to a show where they plan stuff. Yeah, I mean, who does that? It's like a podcast where they script things out. (laughs) I was like, I put more work into your show last night than I've ever put into ours. (laughs) (laughs) So this is this is this is how we get you to put effort into it. We just make you think that it's a prank. Yeah, exactly. And And you can just continuously pull this prank on us where we're surprised that it's scripted. Yeah, every week of Justin Guardians is a surprise prank. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. We write this stuff out. We plan our jokes. Yeah, exactly. Well, what have you been up to this week? Yeah. Just a rough outline. Um, I so I got I I finally broke down because for a while I was really like, I don't wanna pay into because it's the streaming wars, right? You got Paramount Plus, you got Peacock, you got HBO Max, you got Disney Plus. You got all the pluses. And I'm like, a F lot this. of pluses. Yeah. Well, I, I'm like, I'm like, I really want it to be the golden age of streaming again, where everything was on Netflix. Cause that was fantastic. Um, you know, and you had Amazon, which had a couple of things, but you know, it was mostly Netflix. And now, you know, you're paying, you're paying the same price you were for cable just to have a whole bunch of other streaming devices. Yep that I'm really hoping they don't go to commercials, but I know HBO max has commercials at the beginning of every movie. So look at you. Um, so I got HBO max and it was specifically because I was like, you know what? I keep seeing good things about justice league, the Snyder cut. And I was like, I just, just want to watch it. And plus the thing that I was even more excited about, cause I don't know why, but I really love Godzilla and Oh yeah. Um, and, and and like the new ones that they've done, I have really enjoyed them. And so they've got Kong versus Godzilla coming out at the, like in a couple of days. And they're like, it's going to be on HBO max. And I'm like, you know what? I would much rather sit at home and watch my 75 inch TV and go to a movie theater and catch COVID. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll, 
I'll get it. I'll break down. I'll get it. You know, I'm already paying for HBO. I might as well just switch over and pay for HBO Max. Um, so I watched the Snyder Cut yesterday. With a Y, was, by the way. Yeah, Snyder with a Y, not Snyder with an I. Pretzel making um, bastard. um and it was really really good if you have not seen the snyder cut of justice league excellent and then and then today was great because i watched the new episode of critical role i caught up on falcon and the winter soldier i oh also if you're looking for a good show and you have amazon prime watch invincible oh i've heard that yeah so on ad for that today yeah so good watch it watch it it's three episodes they're each 40 minutes really good i i watched a thing on like the because i watch um i don't know if you guys have ever seen variant comics on youtube Mm -mm, no uh with eris quinones uh if you want to throw us a a like throw it out there uh Anyway, he talks about comics, and I love I love listening to him talk about comics. He's usually my go-to to keep up with what's going on, like especially Marvel. Um, but um, he he went through like the origin of Invincible, which is actually the the superhero's name, and it's really funny because every time he's it, like instead of saying it, every time they show it on the screen, like it's the title card. So every time he'll go. Yeah, they call me, and then it cuts to the title card, and then it comes back, and then people are like, "Man, that's a little. Uh, you have a lot of confidence in yourself, don't you?" It's, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, so it, it's a really, really good show. I think they're releasing more episodes for the first season, but the first three were excellent, bloody, uh, dark, but also kind of lighthearted. They're really, really cool. Really cool. <laughs> Definitely watch it. Yeah, I've heard uh, that from a few people. That's what I've done this week. Hell yeah, man! Well, it's I mean, it's not just me and Russ, right? Right, Russ. Right, right. yeah. There is there is mm. a third fantastical being to this podcast, and if I recall correctly, this is what we used to do. If it loads, oh yeah, the ever sensuous. <laughs> Send bag Bob. Hey, what's up? That was that sent shivers down all the right body parts. <laughs> all right, good, 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 good. Oh, yeah. I had to make sure we all got shivers there tonight. Oh yeah. Uh no, it's it's been a, a chill uh but long week. Yeah. But short at the same time. Like odd like very, very weird. Um yeah, I personal victory. So get this. I'm in the office a couple of days a week now. So, you know, they're they're kind of limiting the amount of people in the office for the last year and a half to two years. No, pre-COVID. So it's like two years now, two and the a half before years. times. That's what we call it. Right. More or less. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the Marvel blip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have an ice maker. Okay. And mm. we have a, a, like a coffee thing. I keep blurring. It's throwing me off. Um, we have this coffee maker. You can, you know, make it just brews fresh coffee for you for your, your mug or whatever. And then you can do iced coffee. I'm an iced coffee fan. I feel like that's part of the gay card, whatever. I drink iced coffee <laughs> like it's water. Yeah. And the ice maker breaks. Isn't it mostly water? 
the iced coffee or sorry, the ice maker breaks like two and a half years ago. And so I like adapt, whatever. Okay. So like a couple weeks ago, I get this <laughs> I new adapt. ice maker. Uh, it hasn't been the same. I had to adapt. Get this new ice maker. And I'm like, yes. And then they come in to service the coffee machine. And all of a sudden, the iced coffee option's gone. <gasps> I'm like, what? Because you're supposed to fill your thing with ice. To the yeah. Back, and then you push the iced coffee right. and it's a special, you know, whatever. So I like harass the office coordinator for like two weeks straight. You have got to get them back in here to fix my goddamn iced coffee. So this week, the iced coffee option is back. The ice maker is at 100%. We used to have this one where you had to like scoop your ice out of it. And I'm like, that is just not, not, no. We we don't do that. We shouldn't have done that pre-blip. We definitely (laughs) don't do that post-blip. Yeah. So... I'm adapt. That's what I'm calling it for now, and it's the blip, the 2020 blip. But anyway, so I have my iced coffee back. I watched the Snyder Cut this week, uh, which I was talking to the guys before the show started, and it's a four-hour mm-hmm. cut of the movie and some change. And I, it took me like I work eight hours, so I have it on my laptop here while I'm working. And between like in like focus intensive tasks. It took me all eight hours to watch the, the movie, and I, I didn't even get to see the post-credit scene. I had to watch that in the living room after I got home. Um, so, but it was really good. Um, can't wait to talk about it. Russ and I have already talked about the fact that we need to do like a Snyder Cut episode. Oh yeah, I'll try wait, to get wait, that wait. done soon, so we can so we can do that. Hold up. What? Hold up. There's a post-credit scene. I thought I, I fast-forwarded all the way to the end and I didn't see any post-credit, mid-credit, like sub-credit. Yeah, there is. We'll talk. We'll talk I later. I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I, 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 like went through to see if there was anything at the end. I don't know. I must have missed something. So yeah, you'll have to let me know. I may have saw it and forgot because I do that yeah. a lot. What? Or not realized? <laughs> no. So, but other than that, this week, I, it's happened. I dove headfirst back into the destiny. Oh, no. Um, Here we go. You did. It's been been building up over the last couple of weeks because I, I, like, they finally, I think, found their stride with seasonal storytelling. And, like, our man Zavala had two assassination assassination attempts on him over the course of the last couple of weeks pretty cool Callus's daughter is the empress of the cabal now and she tried oh. to like co-opt the, the the vanguard to be part of the cabal empire super cool this season storytelling top freaking tier so we'll have to Wait. Like, talk about that at some point Callus. oh oh okay 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 cal but how did Callus die he didn't die he, he didn't he, die he left he was he was exiled do you remember? Two. Remember the Leviathan raid, right? Where he's the big robot yeah. dude at the end. Yeah, that was after yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. already he'd been. He was, you know, the emperor of the Cabal, right? And they kicked him out, and so he was all flying through the galaxy, right? And was all like, "Oh shit, darkness!" And then came to us, and then while he was all gone, his daughter took over. And his then, daughter, Kaido, oh, 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 actually, oh, okay. yeah, she was she was a conspirator in the coup that overthrew Callus. Yes, she helped install Gaul as the Dominus. And then, obviously, oh. we shit down his throat. More you or know, less. yeah. And then, you know, the um, darkness shows up, and and you know, Callus is so, like, so, "Fuck like, this I'm shit, I'm out." He leaves. Yeah, in the what... midst of all this crap, Zivu Arath 
sister of Oryx and Sabathun, yeah, yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. shits all over Torabotl, the capital of the Cabal Empire. Like she just she she takes the capital. Like she brings her war moons and takes it. And so Keitel, the now Empress War of the Cabal, Moons. War Moons, yes. Keitel Vice. Moons. Um but anyway, yes, Keitel then decides, okay, well, I need to come to this system and I'm going to basically shit down the neck of the hive. And by the way, Guardians, you have two options. We either take your city or you join our empire. And that's been the whole theme of this season. Because she's really like traditional in Cabal, like their their heritage and their, their trial by combat and all that stuff. And yeah. You use that against her. Um, you basically install yourselves as competitors to be in her war council. And at the end of it, Zavala challenges her to one-on-one. We choose our champions and they fight. Um, if you lose, if the Guardians lose, Zavala becomes Brachus Zavala and is part of her war council. And the Guardians are now officially an arm of the Cabal Empire. It's really cool. Really cool storytelling. They have a new location in the tower that's like the command center. It's called the Helm, H-E-L-M. don't remember what it stands for. But there's like hologram conversations between like Osiris, who is no longer a guardian, by the way. His ghost is dead. Um, yeah. Osiris, yeah. the crow, which is Prince Aldrin. He's back. He's a guardian now. Doesn't even remember who he was. Like, dude, we, we got to spend an episode just catching, catching you up on this. What? is going on it, like there, yeah i haven't in the last in a two long time. years there's their seasonal like quarterly storytelling method like there yeah. has moved the story along faster than they've ever moved the story before well yeah i mean because really it's been before well i guess i i'm thinking like there's like three of them there's only two but the the movement between one and two was so slow and then you know they, they were like you know, they started hinting about the darkness and then boom, now the darkness is here and now it's not as bad as everybody thought. I don't know what's going on there. We'll, we'll and yeah, then we have to do like a, a destiny catch up. God, a destiny episode. I don't know. It's, do we have that in us? The traveler travelers away. I mean, cause like the travel, it's no longer like broken into a bunch of pieces. It's whole again. So is it talking to anybody or is it just like, eh, I'll just chill here. No, but it did so that the oh. okay. I need to give myself like ten seconds here. The darkness was enroaching in, and we lost literally. They're gone. You can't see them with a telescope anymore. Like Titan's gone, um, the Leviathan's gone, Mercury's gone, and Mars is gone. Literally gone. It's in darkness, or it's just not in the they're sky. Gone. gone is the word that they're using. So the Traveler, as the darkness was coming in, the Traveler started, it was a whole like couple hour long live event. The Traveler was like pulsing and all of a sudden there was this huge hey, yeah, like, thing of light and it basically stopped the darkness where it was and healed itself at the same time. And so now they're, they're like, so the darkness was, was totally like ready to crunch in on earth. And now it's, it's halted where it was. And now Zivorath and Savathun are starting to move their machinations. And it's crazy. But anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have more questions whenever we do a Destiny thing because, uh, okay. like, because now there are Guardians who use the darkness. I don't know. Yeah, there are. Um, so I mean, <laughs> the how does that work if it's eating everything? Yeah, he told us to vamp. This is the vamp signal. Oh, it is. Okay, keep it rolling. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the darkness. We're finding out like light and dark. There's there's the whole Bungie has told us that the saga of light versus dark is coming to an end within the next couple of years, and then the next chapter of Destiny starts. So light and dark, we're learning, as has been hinted numerous times, is two sides right. of the same coin, more or less. Sure. So yeah. huh. you're at the end of the Shadow Keep expansion. I don't even think you played that. You're you actually you're pulled into one of the darkness ships, the giant like Yes. Yeah, I, I I saw the end of that, and it like takes the form of your guardian, and then speaks mm -hmm. to you, and is yeah. like, "Whoa, here we come!" Yeah. So you eventually in the Beyond Light expansion, you're drawn to Europa, and there's a darkness ship there as well, uh, a tetrahedron. I think that's what they are. They're not pyramids, and they're called pyramids, and it pisses me off. But um, it's kind of calls to you and there's a, a Kel Aramis who of the fallen she is using oh, okay, she's, okay. she's using the darkness uh -huh. there's a key difference though because over the course of the expansion the darkness calls to you and gives you power whereas mm -hmm. she's kind of taking power from the darkness and that's ultimately how you beat okay. her she tries to overpower you and freeze you because the, the way darkness is manifesting at the moment is through stasis which is right. cosmic ice, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. It's antithesis of the solar or possibly arc energy. Haven't determined which yet. Um, that's on the light side. Well, I mean, so you you slowly you, you look at I mean, they're both more, manifestations of light. You both you know, lightning are, and heat. Right. So you, you slowly start to unlock. It's the first subclass in Destiny where you actually slowly unlock more variations where I, I think like earlier in d2 you you got to unlock a new subclass tree for each element or whatever this is different because like you get right. it you have stasis like warlocks or like ice wizards you have a staff and you shoot balls of ice or whatever and then right. you unlock different aspects slowly um but anyway okay yeah well, that's that's a good look for you that's destiny everybody it's a game. So, Sorry. What is uh, what? What is happening? For those of you who are listening to this podcast later, Elmer has panties on his head <laughs> that are pulling his it's, nose it's a, up. It's a headband. Ah. Yeah. Now he's got it in his mouth yeah, like cool. a horse. There we go. Hey, everyone. Ow, nose itchies. So I'm sure by the music at the beginning, y'all kind of understand what we're going to be talking about tonight, right? In case. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly thought the music at the beginning was our new theme song no. that Gunbait's supposed to get us. Oh, no. So I was, no, I, I would do a big like, Russell, Nick, are you ready? It's finally done. And then I would play it and we'd all get excited and I'd play it three or four more times in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, buddy. But yeah, we're going to be talking about this little... I do, I... 
What, Russell? Ten, one. What? Two, three. No, no, say it. You already I, ruined I, I, the train of thought. I was just going to say. Sorry, I was going to say I do love how their theme song it reminds me so much of like I Dream of Genie. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, or Bewitched, you know, because it was it was starting out in the Bewitched era. The and uh, I think it was the yeah. First first episode was Dick Van Dyke Show. Dick Van Dyke. Second episode was Bewitched. Bewitched. I can't remember what third. But anyway, we should. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's that's Wandavision. Everyone, we're gonna talk about. Good everybody. We're gonna talk about. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Wandavision. So, should be a good time, guys. I'm very excited. I'm excited. How do how do we? Because it's it's such a unique installment in the MCU. Do we want to start like just episode by episode? The main thing, the main thing here, folks, is this is you know, watched on Disney Plus. It's part of the Marvel universe, right? Um, I think we start from like. Who the main character? Who the main characters? Everyone knows is and where in the timeline this sits. Oh sure. I think it'd probably be the best yeah. way to start. And since Russ, yeah. you can't shut sense. up. Why don't you start? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what what well, did you so, tell us? So this takes place. Uh, uh, it, it takes place five years after um, everybody was blipped. Uh, the blip is what they call when Thanos did his snap and destroyed. Or, or he erased out of existence uh, half of the people in the universe. Mr. Stark, um, I don't and feel then, so good. No. Yeah. That's a, and that's when everybody starts crying. Yeah. Legit ugly crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they call it the blip in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh, we uh nick has also started referring to COVID as the blip because that's certainly what it feels like um where it's just like time just moved by and you're like what year is it what's happening um so in avengers endgame uh they are through a series of events and time travel and maybe changing the timeline of the marvel universe we're not too sure yet uh but there could be some of that especially since steve rogers ended up back in time um uh they were able to bring back everybody but it's been five years since everybody disappeared and in uh avengers infinity war vision was killed uh by wanda but then thanos rewound time and popped the mind stone right out of his little skull killed twice damn yeah um which the mindstone was what was powering the vision um and so he plucked it out that's the mindstone that he put in and then erased wanda from existence for five years um so this takes place i don't think they're they're not super specific but it's been like a couple weeks yeah since, since endgame it's before far from home spider-man far from home this is this is before that Oh, okay. It's, I didn't know that in the timeline. A couple, couple weeks after Infinity uh, Endgame. Okay, okay, yeah, because his, his that that movie takes place a few months, right? A few months later. Yeah, so, yeah. correct. 
it's the world's I think it's kind within of a more, year, but it's a few months. Yeah, because the year, world's yeah. more a little a little more put together again, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and we see this theme in the sh- the like some of the shows that they're doing and things like that, where these people who have been gone for five years, there there's it causes a lot of issues uh, governmentally, um, and then it, it just it because all these people are back all of a sudden there had been all the nations had kind of joined together and now they've fallen back into their typical roles. And so there's a lot going on kind of in the back end where these people are now all of a sudden back. Everybody else has been living five years of their life and now boom. Yeah. These people are back. And so there is this transition and they've done a really good job of really painting that especially in the shows because the shows and the, the movies, I mean, far from home, I think is the only one that's taken place after the blip and then the shows so far. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And they've done a great job of like, it's not just, Oh cool. Everybody's back. Yay. Cool. Thing happened. It's a huge event and it's oh, yeah. messed with a lot of people. When you lives. have, you know, like 3 billion people just suddenly reappear again. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But yeah, so people reappearing on the operating table, like open heart surgery. Oh yeah, like there's oh, no one geez. there to help them. Oops, they're dead. Right. Oh god. Well, and that, or like someone's someone's on their honeymoon and they got blipped while they're doing it, right? And you're sleeping in that bed five years later, and suddenly there's just two people next to you doing it. Or blipped in an airplane and you reappear in midair. Just well, that didn't ha- that was actually uh, they did talk about how when because Hulk's you know finger snap was what brought everyone back, and he like did he think of that he purposely made like part of it like in canon he purposely made sure that everyone came back in a safe spot or okay. in a safe That's manner cool. or something instead of just like because he's very smart it. he's not going to go everyone's just back right. boom because yeah. There's just people falling out of the sky over the whole country. Oh, oh, it's raining, oh, man. No. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Iron Man snap that brought everybody. No, it was, Iron it Man was snap Hulk's. ended ended everything. Endgame did. <laughs> he, he, and Hulk's is what brought everyone Thanos. out. Okay. Yeah. And Thanos's army. Cuz that's how everyone was there at the Endgame okay. battle was because of Hulk snap. Mm-hmm. Hulk snap. <laughs> yeah. Hulk. Oh, Hulk that's snap. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, so, I had, I had, so shortly after Endgame, right? So this this individual Wanda Maximoff, right? Uh, kind of you know mm-hmm. freaks out. She had to murder her love, and then watch him get brought back and murdered again. So are we gonna do it in? And then order? and the, well, I don't think we need to do it chronologically. No, but no. we still haven't covered like what the show even is yet. So, but yeah, right. So, yeah. so Wanda is uh, WandaVision, right? Wanda Maximoff is, is the main character here. And so she comes back from the blip fresh watching all that happen. So she goes absolutely, you know, mental trying to murder Thanos, right? And so everything ends and her, her, her boo is obviously still dead because he didn't disappear from being snapped. He literally was snapped. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we know she disappears. And the show starts with us watching a very old black and white sitcom version of her and vision moving around. They, yeah, they, 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 they're newlyweds. Yeah. Newlyweds. Newly they ride yeah. into town, they move into their house and it just, 
picks up like vision's got a job she's the housewife like like literally like dick van dyke and mary uh, mary tyler Moore. Mm -hmm. like so when so now that we're we've got to like the beginning of the show we, we can start working through but like right out of the gate show starts theme hits they're newlyweds it's black and white and it's laugh track everything like what mm -hmm. are your guys's initial thoughts oh, yeah. watching that the first time i i knew what to expect yeah uh, because luckily they had kind of introduced the fact that this is going to be sitcom like yeah you know what i mean um so I wasn't, I, I like, I came in knowing, oh, okay, it's going to be black and white. So it wasn't like too weird, but it was, I think it was the mystery that was so good in this. What exactly is going on? Where are they? You know, why? I mean, we know, well, at least those of us who have read the comics, we know that Wanda can warp reality. That's her big thing in the comics. She can warp reality to fit her whims. In fact, there was a similar thing in uh, the comic book storyline called the house of M where the vision dies and Magneto uses Wanda to change the world so that mutants are controlling everything and humanity is enslaved to the mutants. Correct. Um, and there was this whole big long event that took place. And so I'm like coming into this, I was like, is this going to be similar? You know, I mean, obviously at now Disney has the rights to X-Men back because they own Fox, but you know, we really haven't been introduced to Magneto as far as like in the Marvel universe. Um, so, so I know that Magneto is not going to be involved, but what's going on with this reality? I know that Wanda's influencing it. Why is she influencing it? Is it intentional? Is she being kept in a fugue state? Because those were some of the things that, that I was like, okay, especially, well, I, I well, at the end of the episode, there was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Nick, Nick, what were your, your, your initial thoughts? Like when it, when it all went down? I adored watching like the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. And bewitched like, Nick at night, <laughs> Nick. Oh yeah, Nick. At, Nick at night was my jam when I was a kid. Like I'm I Nick was, at night was, watching Nick at night. Woo yeah. Oh yeah. Woo. I was I was the weird kid that that loved the black and white TV shows, and I think I wanted to go into it like you were saying, Russ. Where I'm like, how like what's going on? What is what is this? And I I fell out of that immediately. Like I was so drawn into how perfectly they captured like the feel of and i know they consult they had a wonderful as they say a wonderful lunch with dick van dyke himself oh, to God. pick his brain with <gasps> like how to how did how did like what did you do how did you do it and in the making of you learned like they they like back to the old school like they had their live studio audience for those those episodes those two black and white episodes did they really and the studio audience were dressed in period clothing oh they that's had, so awesome like they used like period uh, accurate lighting techniques and staging techniques and they, they filmed it as much as they could live um like for wanda's magic in the kitchen sequences like they have her freeze and then the set guys come in she's like and now i freeze to the audience and then the set guys would come in and move a bunch of stuff and string a bunch of stuff up and move it and then they she'd take her spot again and then they'd call action and she'd just continue and the audience you know would stay silent it was just 
That's so, so cool. fantastic. And I, I wanted to go into it like with this whole meta mindset, and that totally went out the window the second the first episode started. Yeah. And they dropped the first two that first day. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, see, I didn't. So know we that. watched Jake and I watched the first two right off the, that first. We watched them on Saturday, mm-hmm. and so we watched them that Saturday morning, and. I was just, I was totally drawn in. Like I, I wanted to read it for what, what further could be going on. And that with the exception of the, you know, the whole stop, 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 stop it moment when the husband's choking or the boss is choking at the dinner table and then the helicopter and the beekeeper. Like those are the only moments where I was pulled out of like, oh, what right. I had managed to create. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. And I really, I really appreciate that. Because a, a big issue, we've talked about this on the show before, is a lot of movie trailers and such like give everything away in the trailer. And the fact that all the trailer did was make us go into this going, what is going on? Like we yeah. we knew that it was yeah. going to be, you know, a period TV show looking thing and that some weird freaky shit was going on. But we didn't know anything past that. There was no scenes from further episodes, anything. Mm-hmm. I so appreciate that. Cause the second, they, go ahead. No, but like the second, like the, the intro music started. Yeah. And I, I was the same. I think we we're all that weird kid on this show. I, I watched Dick Van Dyke show, all that stuff, man. Mm-hmm. So good. We had and the like, DVD box. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so it just, it just hit. And I did the same thing as you. I'm like, all right. I had like a notepad and I'm like, I'm going to look for everything I can. We're going to find the clues. I'm going to figure this shit out. And then you just get lost in it. And you're like, mm-hmm. this is so for one, like it was so out of left field for how they normally are, you know, as characters, because they're having to be that. And so I just got lost in, in the acting was so fantastic. The other actors they brought in, like, uh, yes. was that Kitty from the 70s show, that 70s show as the, yep. as the boss's wife with her. Yep with her laugh and everything. It's just, it was so wholesome for TV again that you like totally forgot that there was other crazy shit going on. You're just like, I just want to watch this. This is so nice. And the acting was so good. Ah. And and that was the thing. You're, you're right. I mean, I went into it like, okay, what, what's going on. But you know, like you, Nick, it was once I, it, it started, it was like, Oh, Okay. I mean, because it was so like those shows and those shows are well beloved. I don't think it's just us. I don't think we're weird in that. I think that a lot of people love those shows. I mean, they're still popular. Bewitched is still a popular show. Dick Van Dyke is still a popular show. They're iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Which is why they went down that route. And later on, we find out why everything's like that but it's it did it made you sit back and enjoy it almost as if it were that sitcom yeah where you're like oh okay this is cool i haven't seen this in a while you know that's what it felt like it was like it was it had it had a little bit that nostalgia where it's like oh man i haven't seen this in a while this is you know because when you come across those shows now it's it's not always something you go and search out but you come across it and you're like oh yeah this is good you know, I'd yeah. forgotten how good, how, mm-hmm. how much I enjoy these kinds of shows. And that's because it captured it so perfectly. Yeah. That's what it felt like when you're watching yeah. it. Cause you're like, man, this is, it's, it, it was like watching the Dick Van Dyke show or Bewitched or, you know, any of those shows. 
And it wasn't really until the very end that it became a Marvel. Thing. Yeah, very Marvel yeah. for sure. You know what I, mean? I do. I do appreciate that we got the bombastic Marvel like final <laughs> yes. act. Like we definitely definitely got, got it. But, but it, yeah. it wasn't sacrificing any no. of the character or the soul that they had built up over the course of the show. Yeah, they did such a good job. And you definitely got lost in the fact like their acting was great, but you could just tell that they were having as actors, this was the most fun they'd probably ever had in their career. And you just, you could feel it. You could sense it. And you just got lost in it. I'm like, God, this had to, had, Oh, sorry. I hit my microphone there. My bad. But, um, I'm so excited. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, so <laughs> that was my massive dong smacking <laughs> my bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you just, I was just eating it up, man. Every second of it. And then can we, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, uh, what were you going to say? Because I was going to move into something. I was going to say, can we please talk about Catherine Hahn as the nosy neighbor, Agnes? <laughs> this is going to be a gas. gas. Yes. I yeah. wouldn't be a housewife if I didn't have a six-course meal just lying around. <laughs> yeah, no, take it away, man. Absolutely. Dude, okay, Catherine Hahn. We've seen her in Parks and Rec. She was the, campaign, I think, campaign manager for Leslie's husband. And then... She well, she's been Les in everything. She she was Leslie Nope's campaign manager. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, so she was against them to begin with, and Ben was the campaign. I've seen Parks and Rec too many times. Um, she was the campaign manager campaigning against them, and then uh, later she was Ben's campaign manager when he was running for uh, a city council. No, no, it was. Uh, no, because Leslie was running for city yes, council. She, she was in person, right? <laughs> yeah, stepbrothers, bad was... moms, and like, yes, every comedy mm -hmm. you've ever watched, or like, she has been a character in it. In, she is in everything, a great actress, and and was such a good part because the, the what she ended up being, you didn't, I mean, you were like, why is she here? But you didn't see it coming, especially because of the role she's played in the past. Yeah. Right. And she was she, uh, another thing, like she's done so many shows and stuff where and a lot of comedy stuff. And the thing I really like is she got to show off her acting chops to an insane yes. degree in this show from being the nosy neighbor. Right. And just upbeat and hippity hoppity the whole time to everything that happened later, which we'll talk about, like. It was so fun to watch her in this way and go, wow, she, she can act. Holy shit. She, oh, the second, the second she knocks on the door and then she, she, she wants to help, you know, want to get ready for this special event that's marked on the calendar. And that the line I said, oh, this is going to be a gas. Yes. <laughs> she walks out the door. Jake and I just looked at each other and we were like, I love her so much. <laughs> so much, yes. So much. Well, and you do, because it's like instantly you're like, oh, I like this character. You know, and, and it fits so well that you're like, it just, she, she seamless. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Well, and the thing I really liked with, with these, with, with, uh, with Wanda and then her character with, with Agatha is like, they did a really good job the whole until everything was actually like explained where at the end of every episode, me and Lisa would argue like, 
no, Wanda's behind all of it. She's like, no, Agatha's behind, like Agatha's evil. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, Wanda's the one doing it. And like every, you, you could sit there and you didn't know exactly who was like, who is doing this? Is it her? Is it her? But it was so beautifully written that you just, you couldn't 100% put it on either one. No. And for, for those that like knew the comics, like the whole Agnes is actually Agatha. <laughs> it was Agatha all of them. Um, you, you wanted to believe, like I wanted to believe, oh my God, Agnes is absolutely Agatha. But then they put in just enough doubt in every episode, or there was just enough plausibility in other directions they could take it, that I was never quite ready to be like, yeah, yeah, Agatha is totally Yeah, Agatha. 100% this. Well, and like, the other thing I really enjoyed is how... Well, Everything like slow, it was a slow burn mm -hmm. to, to the, to the big, like, um, vision was like, they took very their time. slowly figure, but it was, it was, and it wasn't, it didn't feel slow. It was like, oh my God, this is taking forever. It was like just slow enough where something would happen and we'd stop and go, oh no, this isn't going to be good. Oh no. Oh shit. So we, yeah, we watched every episode together, me and my wife. And it was the whole time was just this, oh, ha, huh, oh my, no. Yeah holding each other's hands and this isn't going to be good. Oh no, what's going to happen? It, oh my God. But yeah, slow burn, but a, like a perfectly timed slow burn to everyone figuring stuff out and vision going, you know, something's not quite right here. That I think was one of my favorite things to watch Paul Bettany, like really get to flesh out that character. Mm -hmm. um, irony aside of saying he's fleshing out a synthesoid made of vibranium. But anyway, um, <laughs> Really getting to see, like, I loved that. And I've loved Paul Bettany since I saw him in A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale, yep, yep. Like, where you first see him walking buck naked down the street. street. Like, yeah. Or down the road out in the country. Like, I have loved him since that movie. And just to, to get to watch him develop this character and watching him slowly realize stuff isn't how it seems. And then they, there's a few, like, headbutting moments with Wanda. Where like you and are grabbing each other's hands, like oh my god, what's going on right now? Like I loved those moments, and there's there's a moment like that in every episode. Yeah, every single episode has that like hold your breath moment. Um, Is it all coming down this really time? Is it all coming down this time? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What were you gonna say there, Russ? Um, I don't remember. Um, yeah. Sick. Well, I mean, yeah, because. So, so if we're, so we already talked about Agatha, Agatha wasn't, um, I mean, it's not like she was big in the comics. So I don't think a lot of people saw that coming because she was not like a main character that was a villain of Wanda. I mean, like she was just, she trained Wanda. She probably showed up, she showed up in a couple of comics, but she was never a big villain. She was yeah. never this thing. No. And so to pull her to kind of take this little known character that they were like, Oh, this would be great. Cause you know, you know, in the writer's room, they were like, guys, hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. You know, because, because the old switcheroo, the old slip was because they had so many things keeping you guessing because, you know, let's go back to that first episode for a second. Okay. Right? It pulls you in. Let's do and that. Then, and then Nick had talked about, you know, this moment where the boss and his wife are sitting at the table because they think that it's their, uh, you know, Wanda and uh, Vision think it's their anniversary, but it's not. And 
the 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 boss Hart is sitting there with his wife, and then all of a sudden things start to go wonky, you know, because Vision is 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 like pressing them to get an answer, and then the boss like snaps and is like, they they just I can't what is it what is it that they says why are you here like where where'd you come from why are you here right. yeah and then he starts choking right and um, his wife while he's choking his wife is just like stop it stop it. stop it over stop and over. It. And a right. really cool thing with that is the second that started, um, the camera angle was modern where right. it's always had been like that stage, the classic show. Yep. And the second that started, look, it yeah. was like zoomed in over someone's shoulder and panning around to someone else's face. And it was, it was, it was a really cool, just little thing to like pull you into that moment. And then out of that classic show, like, wait, right. Shit. Something's going on. It was beautifully done. Right. And then Wanda sees that helicopter in the bushes. Is that is that in the second? Anyway, and then and then the the beekeeper comes up out of the sewer, and you're like, oh, what is going on? Like the, because it it hit that ominous note. Yeah, it's like things are not because and it, and it was such a discrepancy because Dick Van Dyke is very light. It's very easy. It's very you know nothing bad happens uh, aside from like normal sitcom hijinks oh yeah you know what i mean was the beekeeper at the end of episode two beekeepers at the end of episode two yeah I, okay there, there were two the first two were black and white and i i have a hard time like remembering right. what happened in which yeah um and and this this um it hits those ominous notes and it just gives you this little morsels here we know there's something deeper going on here. Enjoy what we're doing, but here's here's the little morsels that are going to keep you hooked. Because it was it was like a hook that kept you in. It was like, man, I got to watch the next episode because I got to know what's going on. And I love at the end of the first episode. It's at the end of the first episode where you see the person turn Taking off notes. The set and it has yeah uh, yeah and it has the sword symbol yeah mm-hmm. Because immediately, because uh, me, I'm like, okay, do they have her hooked into something? Are they, you know, are they keeping her? Because later on, she has her kids. And I was like, are the kids part of this? Was she pregnant before? And now it's, you know, it's conceivably a few weeks, a few months. Maybe she's she was pregnant from the vision when she got snapped away and the kids got snapped away with her and now they're back and she's pregnant. Yeah. You know, and, 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 so you're like, man, are they keeping her in sedation so that they can harness her? Because sword in the comic books is that they're more of a neutral entity. Yeah, necessarily. and they, and they go extreme, extreme neutral. Is that a thing? <laughs> I, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. What because is it? they're sentient weapons, observation and response division. Yeah, they're basically the anti-superheroes or the supervillains. They're anti-supers. Yeah. Uh, they are meant to have technology that can negate supers. Um, and I believe they were they were an offshoot of like S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because S.H.I.E.L.D. was supposed to use the supers. S.W.O.R.D. was supposed to defend against the supers, defend humanity against them. Um, and... So you see that and I'm like, oh, oh, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Um, and I love how they gave us those little morsels. Just little mm-hmm. Well, it was also like so they, 
when that helicopter came in or when she picks up the toy helicopter and everything's black and white except that. And then yes. that, whoop, everything turns color behind her from that. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was just aesthetically. There's a lot of really be beautiful directing and cinematography moments. Like, oh, my God, that was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. So on that on that subject, real quick, mm -hmm. yeah. can we talk about the commercials? Yeah, every, absolutely. Every sitcom yes. episode oh my gosh, has a commercial. So this, the first commercial is the Stark Toaster. And it's the only color in that episode is the light blinking red. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then the next commercial we have, what is it? The Strucker, it's the Strucker pocket watch, I think. One of it. Oh, that sounds Strucker right. Pocket watch or suit or something. Let me, let me. Um, but let me, let me tell you, like each commercial directly calls towards a traumatic event in Wanda's life, which we later see in the, oh, if you flash yeah. forward, the episode where Agatha takes her through her, because she wants to see the story itself. So the, the blinking red light on the Stark toaster is the blinking red light on the Stark bomb. Red light on the missile. Um, but one of the, the one I couldn't figure out until the final episode was the one where it's like the kid on the island and he's like claymation and he's just oh, yeah. dry. Agatha oh, yeah. sucking Wanda dry. Dry, yep. Give me your magic. I... So the, the commercials, I loved them. I, it took me like three seconds to figure out what the Stark Toaster was. And I'm like, oh my god, that's the bomb! And Jake's like, huh? And then we get to that episode and I'm like, yes! Um, but anyway, loved that. Loved the use of color, like you said, in yeah. the helicopter. And then that second episode is where we see uh, like the first nugget of like, okay, Wanda... Other than the, the bewitched blink, Clear Knight, thank you for mentioning that when, when the husband, the boss, Mr. Hart, starts to choke, Wanda blinks at him. It's like to get him to stop questioning oh, yeah, where yeah, he yeah. come from. Then he starts choking. And then like Wanda gets Biz to reach through and pull out what's choking him with his phase ability. But at the end of the second episode, when the, the beekeeper crawls out of the sewer, because you know that's where we keep beehives these days, mm -hmm. um, or back then, um, she says no, and then time rewinds back to their conversation yeah. before they came outside, and all of a sudden everything's in color. And correct me if I'm wrong, she's pregnant. It happens like just a few minutes into the the, ne the following episode, yeah, where she's like they're talking, mm -hmm. and then she just turns, and all of a sudden, whoop, it's there. Ooh. Um, but it was really like that. That was what when, when Wanda said no. And she rewound time. That was when I started to think, okay, Wanda's actually going to be the villain in this show. Yeah, yeah, that was and my to thing. A degree, like really, she still is. I mean, even though it was Agatha all along, like Wanda still is like at easily fifty-fifty the villain. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So let's take a moment well, here. Okay, no, go ahead, Russ. Go ahead, Russ. I was going to say, she's always been volatile mm -hmm. in the comic books. She was always volatile where she she worked with the Avengers, but her psyche was so fragile and her power so terrifying. A lot of people walked on eggshells around her because she was so volatile and they captured that where she is terrifying mm -hmm. oh, yeah. in her power. And the ability to just do, which I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute, do these things by instinct. 
um, that that make her so good. It, it's one of the things. If we could talk about DC for a minute, Superman. I think he's better when he's volatile. I don't like the Supreme Boy Scout version of Superman. I think it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it better when he's volatile. Uh, and it's the same with Scarlet Witch. She's so powerful and terrifying. She should be volatile because that's how people are. They're not always good. Especially They're with a backstory like that. You're going to have issues with that much trauma back to back to back. Yeah. Tony Stark yes. said it best in Age of Ultron. I don't like a man without a dark side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But so let's take a moment here. Dark side. <laughs> Hell yeah. But um, so we're going to step out of the actual show that's happening in the show. Right. And it's not, I think it's like episode three, maybe even episode four before we finally, four. like it takes us out of the WandaVision show that the whole world is existing outside of this. And we get to see, um, uh, shit, shit. What's his name? What's his name? Agent Wu, right? From Ant-Man. Oh, okay. That's where he was from. Yeah. Cause Ant-Man. I was like, I, I know that this guy's significant. Well, actually, I don't remember before that. Woo. Sorry. My bad. Rewind it. So Rambo, the next, the next episode starts with us seeing people coming back from the blip, this gorgeously done slow motion of her appearing in a, in a hospital coming back from the blip and just turning immediately over. And there's an empty bed freaking out that her mom's gone. And then it's silent as she sits there in slow motion, realizing what's going on. And the second she hits the door, bam, chaos, so much noise. The music shifts. There's people everywhere. Nurses freaking out. Everyone's showing back from the blip that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. It was, it was a really cool. Uh, I, I definitely want to hit on, the, on this from you guys. It was a really cool representation of like what it was like in that moment for everyone to just boom, be back. Well, and two, what's the significance of Rambo? Right? Because Rambo was the daughter of the head of sword, but it was also the, uh, she, what her mom was friends with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yep. And they had her in that movie. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, and so apparently her mom started sword after the oh, with Nick Fury with Nick Fury that took place after Captain Marvel. And then and then, you know, uh, Rambo is there because her mom has cancer and she's going in for surgery. So she's sitting outside of her bed when the when the blip happens and then all of a sudden she comes back. And yeah, so this this frantic moment of reforming you know and uh, the peace right yeah it, it's like it captures that moment of victory that we saw in end game where everybody's back boom okay cool oh crap what do we do now yeah like and it was a cool like um you know yin yang s kind of thing of like how chaotic it was from you know the avengers movies we watched but everything out, the rest of the world was just existing at the same time. 
Like mm-hmm. they weren't mm-hmm. all on the sidelines biting their nails. Like everyone else is going around their life. And then all of a sudden half of everyone disappeared. And that's not something you thought about a lot because you're so invested in the intensity of the Avengers movie. And yeah, I thought that was just a beautiful way of showing like, yeah, everything else just existed besides them. The, the only other instance that we've seen of the blip is in um, far from home. When we see during their little, like, morning announcement school news program we see like the marching band reappear in the middle of a basketball game in the court and it's like that like just all of a sudden they're there so yeah while i appreciate that i thought it was really beautiful to see the antithesis of that that horrific moment you know we we joked about it earlier you know spider-man slowly fading away and it's like ash blowing in the wind seeing that same effect as slowly in reverse yeah piecing someone back together Mm -hmm. I love the poetry in that because, again, before the only moment that uh, you know of people reappearing was that little school band sequence, and yeah. I don't think that did it justice. So this did it justice. Well, and I think because I've heard a lot of people talk about that, how they're like, "Why were these scenes so different?" And you're like, "Well, you know, one is you know on an IMAX camera, right, being generated for us, and the other one was on someone's cell phone at a basketball game." It's, right. it's not going to pick up the same fidelity, you know? Yeah. So the same thing happened. We just saw it in slow motion and not on a cell phone camera. That's why it looked different. Well, and it, we also got to see, like you said, the chaos and the music change. If she runs out into the hospital, like corridor, the hallway corridor, Jesus. It's all what you're roaming the corridor. Yeah. Um, oh my, the corridors of my mind. Yes. So, but then we try to see her pick her life back up because she had been, apparently a sword agent and we're introduced to the sword hq the current acting director hayward um as she tries to to go back to her job can i can i take a moment with hayward real quick please i am it's i'm very disappointed in the writing for the for this for this right here so the second she meets him he's like yeah you weren't here your mom put me in charge i immediately went Please don't make this guy a power hungry dick because that is so lazy and a trope that's been done a hundred times. And then what did they do? I don't know if he was was a a power hungry. Like he was a dick, but he wasn't a power hungry. I guess, but he was exactly the trope. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was exactly the trope I didn't want and it bothered me. I, I feel like that may have been more the actor than necessarily the writing, because if the actor had played it just a little bit to where he felt like he was really doing the best thing instead of trying to create a weapon that could be used and controlled by him. Yeah. I, I, like if, if, if they had just tweaked, tweaked the way tweaked it just a little bit, he probably could have played it in a, I am doing this for everybody's good. Yeah. You know, and I because I say, felt like the writing was there and he, you know, but it was fine. It was fine to me. I think it would have played better as like a, I'm doing this for everybody's good. We need this because otherwise these people and, and the writing was there for that. Anyway, I don't think, I think this is chapter one of Hayward's story. I don't think we've seen the last of him yet. I know they have the armor wars shows. Yeah, that. that's true. And we know, we know white vision is a character in that, we know, Justin Hammer's going to be in that. We know 
Rody will be in that. So mm-hmm. I, I can imagine if, if, if Hayward is going to show up at any point again, it'll be there. Yeah. That's true. So I'm, I'm withholding judgment. Cause I kind of had the same thought. I'm like, this guy is just a dick. Like, yeah. They, just, they wrote him one note. How, how I, it was in the show was exactly mm-hmm. what I didn't want to see happen with that character. Yeah. Cause it's just so tropey and everyone does it. Mom dies. Guy takes over the business. Guy's a dick. And that's why it happens. Don't get me wrong. I'm a a guy. We can be dicks, but I don't know. You get tired of that. But I, I, I I think they did well enough in other areas of the show that it wasn't a blatant rough spot to me. Oh yeah. No, for sure. It was, it was okay. It fit. It wasn't, but I mean, honestly, he wasn't the focus and I don't think I was meant to really care about him too much. Other than he is a way to introduce white vision. Yeah, no, for super sure. Super white vision. Yeah, super white vision. Yeah. vision. But it was so just, you know, send... it was a conversation I'd had and I was like, I should bring this up. Yeah, yeah. And we're definitely worth it because I think that's one of the few, they've only had a few like miss villains. And I think he was supposed to be like an antagonistic character. Yeah. Um, like Malekith from the Dark World, I think was really one note and huge miss they could have done so much more with that character um but i feel what? like he's in that category too mal who malekith the dark elf from thor the dark world oh just total one just, note they didn't yep, really boop, do anything done. with him uh, and yeah, that's I'm why guy. i forgot about him exactly exactly yeah so, so you have um you're sorry i keep i keep cutting you off i'm sorry man I think we all Everyone, I th- uh, internet's been. This was happening uh, when I was on the Garden Downcast last night. Like, internet was just slow, so like everyone was just like, "Yeah, it's weird." I'm oh, anyway. We're right now. Yeah, but yeah. So she, you know, shows up. We're outside there, and she can't get her. She can't get her position, but she still is working there, right? And she finds out, you know, that something's happening, and she's going to go investigate this town, right? So she pulls up, and then Agent Wu is there from Ant Man. And, uh, and he walks up and I just want to throw out because this was, I immediately caught it and freaked out one. He was, I loved agent Wu in, in Ant-Man, but so he walks up and explains who he is. I loved him in this. Yeah. Explains who he is. And then he does the card trick, right. To pull it out. And immediately I went, he learned how to do the card trick because in Ant-Man, you know, Paul Rudd does the the magic and he goes, you got to show me how to do that sometime. And like, mm-hmm. that was the smallest little nod to like that something had happened. And I thought it was so adorable. It spoke volumes to that character that he's like, I have to learn how to do this. Mm-hmm. I cannot say enough about the continuity experts that they have to have for these Marvel movies. Yes. Cause dang. The, the detail that they pour into this massive universe. I mean, they have to have a team of, I, I, it can't just be one person. They have to have a whole team. And I'm sure it's outlined where they're like, you can't use this. You can use this. We you want know? this and, to be and, somewhere random in the future. Please use this. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I, I wonder if the person who wrote that joke wasn't the same person who wrote it in Ant-Man and was like, man, I found it. Yeah. I found how I'm going to bring it back. It yes. <laughs> well, it's almost like if you like, you'd saw the character and it was almost like a little moment 
to cause some people, if they weren't like, they're like, where do I know him from? And just that magic moment right there would have been like, oh, Ant-Man. Like, it was just such a simple, like, nod to help you remember where you've seen this guy before. But so he's FBI, right? I just didn't figure it out. Oh, he's FBI okay. investigating. So what he's there for, I still want to know more about because he's yeah. there for a missing persons who was in witness protection. We still don't know who that was. Exactly. And I'm super excited. Ooh, could about it have that. been Ant-Man? Could it have been uh, Ralph Boner? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. It was could the only guy that been... really had a big name. It could have been Ralph Boner. Could have been. Yeah. But yeah, so you have, so then they have, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on. That's when you have, you know, the helicopter and the beekeeper going in sword sets up their whole base there. And then another character you didn't expect to see was Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies just shows up and you're like, say what? Like that was so cool. She was Jane Foster's intern for the first two Thor movies. And now she's a doctor. And now she's the leading doctor in that field and was called onto the project. And she's the one that figures out that there's this weird wave coming out of the, the big red dome, right? That's, you know, spoil, you know, Wanda's stuff. And so she she figures out the the hex. Yeah. And so she gets the idea, find me an old TV now and gets it all hooked up. And then they're actually watching WandaVision, which what we had watched, like they're watching Mm -hmm. the actual show in the hex sitting there and trying to figure it out, which was so cool. Go ahead, Russ. Because, 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 you know, like she has the notes and then they're discussing what happened in the last episode because it, it just it made me laugh because it's exactly what we were doing. Yeah. You know, as mm-hmm. the show is happening yep. where it's like, man, did you see this thing? And I wonder what it ties to and what the reason is for this. And, 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 and they're discussing it and they even some events that we didn't get to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they had been sitting out there for so long. And it was only these events where they introduced something that didn't fit with Wanda's reality that things had to shift. Yeah. So things which she would shift them and the the reality would shift so that these things did fit because her psyche was so broken. Yeah. She could not comprehend the things that were going on. She couldn't cope with it at the time. Two notes on that subject. First, every episode after the first begins with a previously on one division. Yes. First Mm -hmm. note. First note. Wanda is the one that says it. Every subsequent episode, she sounds more tired. Mm -hmm. Second Mm -hmm. note. The recap is always different than what was actually in the episode. It's like she's actively mm-hmm. retconning your perception of events as the episodic storytelling like goes through its sequence. Love that. Love that. Oh, yeah. Well, another cool little note was like one of the previous episodes, the end credit scene was the camera panning away and you saw an old TV set and someone taking mm-hmm. notes and then to like have that as just like two episodes later was just Darcy at the, you're like, Oh, Oh, that was the end credit. Like is is everything tying together again? Yeah. So good. And then having having the, Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I insist. I was going to say the the meta nature of Russ, what you were talking about, where like the characters, like she, Darcy and, and agent Wu talking and then eventually Monica 
talking about the episodes just like we are saying yeah. the same things we are eating popcorn and like i'm really into this i'm lost to to another level there's a point where they're briefing director acting director uh, director hayward and they start like talking about like which avenger could have taken thanos like right. oh well wanda could have done it to all captain Marvel. like we all have those same exactly and i love that this that. this was definitely a meta show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It was the whole thing was meta and it was awesome. They did it so well. Anyway, go ahead Brett, you were going to say something. Oh, I just everyone's in love with Agent Wu. He's amazing. My favorite gift to come out of WandaVision is just him happily walking with a thing full of coffee to go watch WandaVision with his friends. And he is just the happiest man on earth. It's just, I don't know. It's just so, I want him, I, apparently they're actually pushing because of all the, the outreach from the fans for him, Agent Wu to have his own show. I which, would love for Darcy and Agent Wu to have like their, let's yeah. go explore phenomena. Well, like the- what does, what does it look like for like an FBI agent in a world where aliens and fucking Avengers exist? Like that would be a sick ass show, man. Yeah. I would watch it. Okay, I could see it from that perspective. I, I I think he's a great supporting character. Now, him as an actor, I've seen him in some things where he's the main actor. Excellent. The character itself is a great supporting character. I'd be interested to see how it played as a main. Yeah, I think it's like like a buddy cop show. I think would because some of my favorite things from after yeah. after like Avengers movies is like uh, what was the a uh, Spider-Man movie homecoming with uh was it homecoming yeah homecoming where it showed you know the cleanup crew of the giant fucking worm from the first event like anytime it's been like a civilian look at everything happening in the universe to like really ground that people just exist outside of you know Captain America right so like yeah i think a buddy cop show in a universe where all the shit's going down Cause they still have to do their job. It's not just, you know, the Avengers doing everything. Like I think, yeah, that'd be super interesting. I would argue in that episode, Darcy and agent Wu were the leads. Yeah. And I, I that, think they carried true. it beautifully. They, that's probably one of my, aside from the bombastic two up two part finale. Like, I think that's, I'm, I'm a sucker for bombastic finales. What can I say? Um, but that episode's probably my favorite. And I think they did such a good job carrying it. Well, cause it was all that, like you said there, it was all that the conversations we'd had, but them using their, you know, professional universe in universe, yeah. professional figuring it out with us. And you're like, Hey, you're just a lot. And I'm like, Oh, I hadn't thought of that. You know, you're messing with your own notepad. <laughs> oh, I, that's such a good idea. Oh, I wish I could talk to you right now and figure this out with you. Yeah. That was a great episode. And then what caused it was that episode where Wanda steps out of the hex, right? Was it that episode? They send another drone in. Well, because right, right, and then and then Vision tries to exit. Was that? And then she exits and is like, "Was I think her her exit? No, 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 no yeah, she exited back. before that. So okay, something something about that episode because they send the drone in. That's the same episode no, that the kids age up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
So and they, she they send another drone so. in. The episode when because Vision tries to, to escape. Yeah, when Vision tries to escape, that's when she extends the bubble. Yeah. The first time she just walks mm-hmm. out and turns everyone's gun, and he, she's like, "Don't fucking think about it," and then walks back in. Okay. I was like, dang. Okay. Well, the thing was, we'd just seen her in the hex without her accent. Then she comes walking out in her attire, right, from the Avengers movies, and her accent's back, and she's pissed. And they all turn their guns. Say say it. She she calls him director. Yeah. Meaning, like, they tell us that early. She's met him already. She knows they know each face. other. Yeah. I didn't like, I picked up on it subconsciously. And then in the episode where we actually see them meet, I was like, yes, things are connecting. Ah! It all makes sense now. It's all coming together. But yeah. So she uses her epic power, right? Uh, she walks out of the hex and the hex is still a thing, right? So all that's happening while she's not even in it, which shows off her power. And Agatha even explains further, like how dramatic that is. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I love the perspective. Like uh, ten minutes from now, spoiler alert. How, like explaining like witch magic and what it means. Mm-hmm. I loved the perspective we get later. But anyway, continue. Yeah. So she then turns everyone without because in the past you've seen when she turns people, she's actually there and like at their head, and she has to like touch them. When she had that vision for Iron Man, when she had, you know, was, you know, for everyone else, when she turned them and made them go the Hulk, she had to actually be there and touch them. And this time she was just looking at a whole group of people and turned all of them at once. And they trained the rifles on the director. And she's like, don't do it. And just turns around and walks back in. And then they all drop, you know, drop their guns and everything. But like the, that moment for just like you mentioned, just showing off where her power is 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 yeah very important to the show they did a couple things in this go ahead russ there there's a huge power jump yeah you know you're you're absolutely correct and it's it's interesting in a lot of books and i and i wonder if this is the way they were going it's the trauma it mm-hmm. increases. I mean, just in fantasy books in general, it's trauma that increases the person's potential power, or, or I should say, helps them achieve more of their potential. I mean, it, you know, it happens all the time. Harry Potter, uh, uh, the I don't know if you guys have ever Goku, read the, <laughs> the, the Magician's Apprentice, or or a, a thousand other books. Right. And so she's had this trauma. Not only has she had trauma, she's had double trauma because she had to kill vision and then deal with the fact that it didn't even matter anyway, you know? Um, And then she got snapped away for five years and now she comes back and, and later on we find out that vision had bought this property for them to build a life together. Such a sad event. And, 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 and that's really what broke her, you know, because she, she, she she's okay she sees vision's body she's like man this sucks and then it's when she comes to the house and sees that he has purchased this like that he wanted to grow old with her that he wanted this future that now has been ripped away from her and it's like the grief overwhelms her and it's like you know because a lot of people they'll they'll retreat from grief Mm -hmm. right 
and 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 a lot of it happens all the time you know sleep i mean that's part of the reason people sleep when they're depressed right it's a way that the body copes with the overwhelming sadness to be able to go into unconsciousness and and in a way this is her dream this is her dream finding reality it's almost as if she's asleep because she doesn't even remember what happened all that she knows are these events and they should be these events it's like when we're dreaming and we're you know and then and then you know i don't know if you've ever had something come into your dream and then like the dream like warps to fit into oh absolutely what's this weird thing that you just noticed in your dream that makes sense that it's not a dream and it's like no no this is a dream don't worry and then it like morphs and changes and it's a very similar thing with wanda and the reality bubble that she's created this hex oh yeah can i can i twist the knife about the trauma just a little more the last yeah the last moments that Wanda and Vision have together before Corvus Glaive stabs Vision, like while they're trying to talk on the streets in Europe. Uncultured swine that I am, I don't remember what, cult- what country they were in, so I will name the continent Europe. Um, I believe they're in Bangladesh. Her, Ignore it. Let's 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 leave. Let's move away. Yeah. Like he had already bought the house, bought the plot of land, and he was ready. He was oh, like, yeah. can, can you imagine the next thing he was going to offer to her was, I have this place. Let's go. Let's just, let's start our life. Let's forget all of this. Can you imagine, like, I, you, you brought up that trauma, Russ, and I, that episode broke me when you get to watch her go through all of that alone. And it's like, mm-hmm. all I can think is where the fuck were the rest of the Avengers? Like, yeah, Jesus, seriously. Like, what, what the hell? Where were all of you? And I hope I hope that's addressed at some point. I hope it's addressed that they well, left I, her alone. And I th- I think that's what it was because the the reason that scene works is because Vision is not human. He is trying to understand human and human emotion. He is in essence a child with the inif- with the innocence of a child. Whereas I think most of us, because that, that's the normal reaction. Somebody's grieving, let them grieve. You know, they're probably going to need some time to themselves to kind of figure it out. And and she even indicates that she's like, I don't want you in here. Why are you in here with me? Because Vision comes into the room while she's watching these sitcoms mm-hmm. that were such a part of her childhood. And she's like, why are you in here? Like, leave me alone. And 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 I think that's... I don't know if it'll ever actually be addressed, but it seems like it's addressing it there of like, she wanted to be alone. She probably told everybody to leave her alone, but vision in his insatiable curiosity is like, what's up? What's happening? Yeah. What's going on? What's, what's going on? Which is what a lot of us need. Yeah. I I think that's what a lot of us need, but it's not a lot. It's not necessarily what we want at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that this show is a great, it's a great depiction of grief. Yeah. It's, now, it's a case study. 100%. It is an absolute case study in grief. Because because sometimes it's okay. Because Wanda takes a step back from the grief and tries to distract herself for a while and, and pretend as if it didn't happen. Um, you know, I, I lost my daughter last year. Mm-hmm. And it was a very... It was a similar thing where, you know, you have to... You have to take a step back and you have to go, you know, I don't, 
I don't want to think about this. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to do things that'll keep me distracted. Um, things that'll keep me going. Um, and then you're able, you know, for me, I was able to come back to it later. Like Wanda was and be like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is a thing I have now I have to process it. Yeah. You know, but, but sometimes you do need that time to, to take a step back and be like, I, I want to think about this. I want to distance myself as much from it as I possibly can. I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really want to hash out what's going on. I want to, I want to look forward until, until I feel okay enough to look back. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's almost like that connection between your brain and your heart, just like, and you got to have that time for that wall to kind of open. So those two can connect again, and then you can right. process what's happening and figure out what to do next. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And that line from vision, oh, what is grief? Yeah. But love uh, preserving. Yeah. Oh. But what is grief? If not love persevering that Beautiful. writers, the writers for Vision from the second he woke up have given him practically biblical yeah, lines. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. That, but it, I really do at some point, though, hope it's addressed that every, like Clint got his family back. T'Challa was mm -hmm. reunited with his family. And um, everyone else that had a flipping family, like Scott Lang got to go back to his now teenage daughter. Yeah. And everyone got to go home to someone except for her. And no one was there. Whether she said to oh, leave. Oh, you mean where are the Avengers during the Hex event? Right. Oh, like, I like thought that... you were talking about after uh, no. Quicksilver died. No, that that moment when he when, when she goes to the plot of land and like you were talking about in the trauma, like it's like she puts herself to sleep. She she does that crazy moment and everything builds up around her. It's like that should have never happened. Like yeah. where was well, I everybody? think I think in a moment because again this happens like a week after all those events, right? Yeah. I think in a moment where everyone's back and you can go back to your family and the world's going crazy. I think she saw an opportunity to That's just probably where they all were just silently yeah. disappear, just disappear. I don't think she said anything. I don't <laughs> think anyone turned and saw her. I think she saw that moment and she's like, I'm out and just silently yeah. walked away. Well, in the confusion of everything else. Well, going and on. I, I think, well, and that's the importance of this, these Marvel um, things because we're getting a look. And I think, Honestly, I think that I don't think we're going to get a season two of WandaVision. No, I don't think we're no. going to get a season two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I like what they're doing, and I think it's something they're going to continue to do. It's a way of telling stories in a longer arc that gives us a look at some of the other characters. Yeah. Right. Because Falcon wasn't what I mean, he was in the movies. He was a big part of the, the, the Steve Rogers, but it's not like we really got an origin or, or anything like that. Um, and now we're getting to explore these characters that were not previously explored, like as much as Iron Man who had four yeah. movies or Captain America who had few movies, you know, and so we're getting to see them, which is beautiful. And it also is telling the story that will lead into the next series, you know, exactly. the, the next, the next wave, right? We're, we're building up to that next wave. Like we had with everything leading up to the infinity war. 
now they they've got this next wave that's going to be everything's going to be building up to something and we're starting you know and and right now they're just kind of you know where's the world at what's happened in this blip you know how is the world getting back to normal you know because i mean really that's that's what it is i mean wanda it's a story of getting back to your life yeah falcon and the winter soldier it's a story about getting back to your life. I think Loki's going to be something very different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's its own timeline. By, so, by yeah. its very nature, it's exactly be, ooh, crazy and cool. I'm really looking forward to it. But it, it it is. It's it's this the the theme so far has been how do we go forward from here? Mm-hmm. How how does the world cope with what's happening as a whole? We're seeing individual characters have to cope and move forward. And then the next thing is going to be, how does the world function and figure it out? Yeah. But, um, so to kind of, kind of scoop it back to where we were in just moving through the show. Um, so she, you know, she comes out of the hex and everything. Right. And something Nick you, you'd mentioned is how, uh, you know, later on we find out with Agatha and everything, how she picked up on, wow. Uh, that's some crazy power. Cause like, the end of that episode is when Pietro shows up again, right? <laughs> she recast Pietro. Which yeah. was so. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I love that line so much. Can I? Can I, I just I, say? I, I, yeah. I love. Like, I, I love what Fox did with the X Men movies. Okay. I respect them for what they did. The continuity and the timeline is hot garbage. And the fact that Kevin Feige, in his wisdom, decided rather than pull in Fox's Quicksilver to be Wanda's new Pietro, he decided, let's just be cheeky bastards and cast the same guy that played Quicksilver, Peter Maximoff, as Pietro Maximum. Like, I love that they just went that route instead of trying to like tie together a timeline and continuity that made no sense in its own universe, let alone trying to make it make sense in this masterpiece of the MCU. I re- I, I thought they were gonna go with the multiverse route. Yeah. I'm so glad they did that. They did that on they trolled all of us. Yeah. So yeah. for anyone that got yeah. lost there, the door opens, she goes, Pietro? And the camera turns, and it's Evan Peters who is Quicksilver in the X Men movies, not who was the guy in in Aaron Age of Ultron. Johnson. Yeah, so it turns, and immediately, yeah, and that was definitely definitely on purpose because I spent the next week with my wife going, "Oh my God, babe, babe, yep. this show is opening it up for mutants to bring the X Men into the MC. The whole point of WandaVision is to bring X Men in. That's the whole point. Like I spent a whole week doing it, and so yeah. Later on, when that whole thing happened, I was like, "Son of a bitch, they got me." I th- I think they're going to pull them in in the next phase. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a different version than what we've seen so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's let's put a pin in mutants for a couple minutes from yeah. now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Like, because because yeah. I, I do want to talk about like like the whole like Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But so, well, and <laughs> we're getting into we're getting past the uh, the ooh, it's such a fun little 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 show to all the the yeah. Marvel bombshells they throw on cool us, stuff. right? But so then we get you know an episode with with her brother is back, right? And it doesn't phase her at all that it's someone different 
really at first. And then, you know, we have the Halloween episode Mm -hmm. and things sort of, you know, like she brings up like, where's your accent? And he immediately throws back, well, where's yours? And then she kind of goes, yeah, where, where is mine? Right. Go for it, Russ. I just, okay. So the Halloween episode, which is Malcolm in the middle. Yes. And Mm -hmm. they had the classic, they had the classic Wanda costume, the classic Scarlet, Scarlet witch costume. Yep. And the classic costume. With with the, the the most in the most ridiculous way, like the way that we would have dressed up as them, which was hilarious. The cool thing is, is the kids are actually dressed up as their counterparts in the the, the comics. Correct. So Getting Wiccan, speed. who was the one son, and then I can't remember what the other superhero name was um, in the comic books. Oh, speed. Uh, yeah, because uh, everybody needs some speed. Um, Hell. Yeah. So they were wearing the costumes that they wore in the comic book. So everybody was dressed up. Even Quicksilver had his hair, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was, it was just, it was really cool. And then the kids are displaying their powers, which they suddenly hang out. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, we've hit on this before, but Agatha, I mean, like what possessed her to think that she was going to be able to, to deal with somebody who could create a person out of their imagination. Well, you've been around that Without long. You even assume trying. So. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Cause I don't think that's what happened, but okay. But yeah. So, so this is the episode then where, cause we've had a few moments where visions kind of like what's like, he's at his job and it kind of hits him like, uh, Hey, what do we do here? Yeah, I get that, but like, why do we do that here? And then he and then he heals the guy. Yeah, and, the guy and like he heals the out. guy, and he starts to figure out shit's weird, and Wanda's behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you have like we've mentioned before a couple moments where they butt heads, including full full costume floating in the air above each other, screaming. Right? What is happening? What are you doing oh, to these people? Cool. Holy shit! So he lies and says he's on the neighborhood watch and. And goes off to explore the side of the neighborhood where he wasn't allowed to go. Mm. And, and Wanda goes off trick or treating and talking with her brother and everything. And it was just really the, the conversation and the fact that there was, you could start, like you'd mentioned Nick, when she was doing the last time you could hear her getting more and more tired. And in that episode, she was like, just wiped. I just need some me time. I just want to lie in bed. And you know, and Pietro was, that was like, the next one. Who's that? The next one. Okay. Yeah. But you can tell she's cause she's like at first, you know, vision's like, I'm going to go off. And she's like, fine. That's cool. Where normally she would not have been about that. Mm-mm. And there was a lot of stuff that just kind of happened that you'd notice from the past. She just shut it down immediately and she just kind of let it flow, you know? And then he had the moment where the kids realize something's weird with dad. Cause he's on the other side and finds Agatha at a, at and a stop sign. Tries- well, at that yeah. point, Agnes. Yeah. Agnes. Yeah. He finds Agnes at a stop Which, sign right before they leave. He finds the end of the hex and everyone's like, as you get closer to the edge, which is very important for what happens next, everyone's frozen or like repeating one motion over and over. Like her power isn't reaching that. It's extending that far, but there's not a lot of energy happening over there and everything's falling apart. And so he does the, you know, touches Agnes's head 
and she does this <gasps> magnificent spiel, you know, freaking out and making him think he needs to escape. And then he turns her back and, and she does a beautiful job of reverting immediately. I guess I'll go back, kiddo. <laughs> and, uh, and Russ is jumping up and down before I go to the next thing. She's dressed as a witch. Yeah, she's yeah. dressed as a witch. Yeah, she is dressed as a witch, which is such so a good, good. foreshadow mm-hmm. of what's going to happen in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Because the next episode is where everything really kicks off, Insanely and we, we get, much. start to get that Marvel craps going going down. Yeah, um, because yeah, and then Vision tries to escape, and that's when he's like trying to escape out, but he doesn't have a body; he is only held together by wanda and her power only extends so far she's uber powerful but her power only extends so far and so you see him being ripped apart as he's trying to exit and 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 that's when everything billy 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 says mom something's wrong with dad yeah right and, and they, they try like, to race there she she expands the hex at that point i think yeah that's when she does it and um, well, and the cool thing is you have this buildup of him figuring out, like figuring out there's an end, him walking to the end. At the same time, it's cutting to outside where Wu and Darcy and all of them are like being escorted away, but they make their way around. And then as Vision's trying to escape, Darcy runs up and is like, why aren't you guys helping him? And they strap her to a car and they just stand there and watch Vision being ripped apart, doing nothing. And then, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said. She freaks out and very important, like we mentioned earlier, at the end of this hex, everyone was shut down because the power wasn't there. And she suddenly just bursts and poof, extends it. And like to an insane, it it goes flying out, incorporates everything it goes over and everything that it's extending and touching where we saw previously, if you're at the edge, nothing's happening. A whole circus is going on. Not only is she exerting yep. more to extend it, but all that exists now without her being anywhere near it, which is terrifying. The uh, the sword oh. base becomes a circus tent. Yes, which the I sword adore. base. <laughs> right and now, well, Darcy's and now uh, Darcy's inside the hex. Yeah. Well, and we also forgot to talk about Rambo. We talked about her at the very oh, beginning. Yeah. She was in the hex to start with, and she's trying to help Wanda, and then Wanda realizes that she sees the sword necklace on her and it's like who are you why are you here real quick hold on i'm so sorry that moment no brett brett you were talking earlier about like gasp moments oh yeah yeah. my biggest gasp moment in the entire show is when rambo is there with wanda monica is there with wanda and the twins she just had the twins just delivered the twins and Wanda casually meant first time we hear her mention Pietro since he died. We hear her mention, I was a twin. And Monica is starting to snap out of the hex and says, He was killed by Ultron. I was yeah. like, <gasps> Not good, like, not good, not good, not good, not oh good. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, huh. and that's when Russ, you were saying, she's like, Who are you? Where do you come from? She starts to do question Monica, and Monica doesn't know she's a hexed character who's been in, she was a prominent character in episode two. Wanda just like lifts her up with her magic and throws her out of the hex, which we find out from scans done alters her entire physiology. She she shows up on an x-ray as pure energy. Yeah. 
Which and, is... and, and, and so then, and now things have expanded and Rambo is now trying to get help to get back in. And Darcy's warned her. She said, if you go back in and it seemed, I thought they were talking about cancer because of, she goes, yeah, I know what happens. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and I thought she was referring to her mom, yeah. but so Rambo's trying to get back in. And then the next time we see her, she's able to see energy. And she has a little standoff and with float. Wanda. Yeah, yeah. And is like exhibiting powers, which it makes me think, did she have these powers already? Because she no. is able to control them super well all of a sudden. Well, it's it was instinctual. Yeah. Do you, are you familiar with the superhero Photon or Spectrum? No. That's Monica Rambeau. She is arguably uh, the most overpowered superhero in recent Marvel Comics history. She's able to, once her body encounters an energy source or a type mm-hmm. of energy, she can perfect perfectly like mimic and adapt oh. to it, which is why when she observes different energy types, like for example, looking at um, Agatha's basement, she sees the purple magic pulsing through the roots. Her eyes turn purple. She's analyzing and adapting to that magic. Exactly. Or that, that okay. energy. Yeah. So See, that's I didn't actually, know that. So thank you. Yeah. It was cool because yeah, I cut out of that. She's going to have an epic standoff with Captain Marvel. Yeah. Just, just watch. So when they'd mentioned that you're going to be changed forever, I actually didn't do the cancer approach because I knew about that character. And I went, I immediately went, oh shit, she's a hero. Oh my God. She's got nope. powers. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was another, that was, that was another, <gasps> moment the uh the black in the, the standoff she has with wanda she's wearing black pants and a shirt that's like white on the top has the sword logo and then it's black on the bottom that is like this close to reminiscent of a as photon yeah. yeah 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 really cool okay yes yeah, so then we have um didn't it, see yeah so then we have uh, Vision bring often. Darcy out of it, off guard with Marvel. and they they like team up, and that was a really cool moment where the Vision in the hex doesn't have all the memories of the Vision out of the hex, so he gets the rundown from Darcy of everything Wanda's been through and why she's done what she has done, right? And so he has this big aha moment. Did that that hit you guys as as much as me? Like. Well, because 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 he 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 has he, the memories, but not but he doesn't have access to the memories. Well, he, he has, has the memories, memories up to a point. Perspective. Yes. Hmm. Okay. So he doesn't know anything about Thanos, both of his deaths, all that stuff. So Darcy gives him the rundown of that, which lets because he's been freaking out that like, oh, my God, she's just evil and making all these people go to her whim. Right. And that's why he tried to escape in the first place. So this was the like, oh, she's been through some stuff that I didn't know about. And now I get where she's coming from. My wife needs me, which was Mm -hmm. hilarious how they did it, where they kept getting stuck in traffic. And then he'd be on the side of the road, well, like interviewing status. Yeah. yeah. And then it finally hit him. He's like, wait, what am I doing this for? And just flies off. I can fly. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. But yeah, the, the exchange between him and Darcy was fantastic. I, I loved that. More of her. I always liked her in all the Thor movies. Like she, she was very, a very, mm-hmm. you know, small role, but every time she was on screen, like it, she filled that role. Right. Yeah. And so to have, yeah, a lot more of that character was super cool. 
Mm -hmm. I I think she was a good character and then now to see her being utilized. Yeah. Um, is great. Like I, I, and again, this is where these, these side stories, so to speak, will really, because they'll be able to encapsulate some of the character, the side characters that we've really loved. I really hope they pull in what's his name from Ant-Man. Uh, the guy who summarizes. Oh, um, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I, I have serum. to so bad. I'll be right back. Okay, go for it. Okay. Um, And I would really, like, I, I hope that we get to see more of him and more of these side characters. He was um, so good. We, we inject you a truth serum. So okay, here's everything that's happened in my life for the last week and a half. <laughs> God, dude, that was so good. Yeah. So good. Ant-Man um, and the Wasp was one of my favorites. That was such a good movie. It was, it was a really good movie. They, yeah. they, they've captured something. And we talked about this a little bit earlier. I think that I'm only going to speak about Marvel. It was something that occurred to me today mm-hmm. or yesterday while I was watching Justice League. Marvel is very humorous. It doesn't yeah. take itself too seriously. It does and it doesn't. But it when really it needs has, to, it really does. But when it doesn't need right. to, it lets you just enjoy the ride. And, and and it's tapped into the humorousness. It's it's very funny. Um, and they can do that and throw out these corny jokes and they can kind of make fun of their villains a little bit. And it works. It works for Marvel. DC is dark and gritty and it needs to take itself seriously. Yeah. Because that's the way DC is. But Marvel, I love that we can have these side characters that we fall in love with because they are hilarious. And they are the reactions that we would have Mm -hmm. if this were something that happened to us. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, because, because Wu is a perfect example of that where he's like, that's awesome. Like he is, there is not a, 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 like a bad guy bone in his body. You know, he's, he's a genuinely nice guy. I hope that most of us are genuinely nice people. And that if we saw something like this happening, we would react like Wu, where we're like, this isn't right. We should do something. Yeah. 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 Um, but he has no powers. He has no abilities, but he is, he is a human in a superhero world. And, he still rises to the occasion. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, and so then, so now we've picked up where uh, Vision is now trying to make it back to Wanda, and Wanda, I, I couldn't figure out which sitcom it's supposed to be mimicking. This was the one that I couldn't figure out. Where they're doing the interviews, I was oh, kind of thinking Arrested it was, Development, or it was definitely. I don't think it was exactly a show. It was just the style of show at the time. Like I think okay. it was like okay. you know during the two thousands when, when like The Office super picked up on it. You know, having the interviews oh, with the characters. Yeah, 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 there yeah. was a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of shows at that time okay. that did that. And so I don't think they just exactly mimicked one show, but just that style of just they stuff captured, happening. Okay. And someone having an interview about it, what was going on. Yeah, so it, it was more like a lot of reality t- Reality TV had gotten really big at that time. And that was when you okay, had people doing something and then an oh, interview yeah. where like someone's like, yeah, and I didn't know what Rebecca was thinking at that time. It was nuts. And then go back into the show. 
Okay, okay, because I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, because they had Dick Van Dyke, they had Bewitched, they had the Brady Bunch, they had, you know, and, and it was like these iconic shows, and I was like, I don't know what this one uh, is. My wife asked in chat, family. she goes, Modern Family is the vibe she got. Yeah, I, I yeah, for they sure. Modern Family. Oh, like, yes. Even the logo, the logo for that, that episode in the show is, is like, you know, the, the lowercase one division. Same as Modern Family. Okay. Yeah, I never that, watched that a lot of Modern sense. Family, so I didn't get that connection, I guess. But just that, I, I mean. I just watched the entire series. That time period of, of show, like a lot of shows were doing that kind of concept. So, yeah, yeah for sure. But hey, hey, welcome back. How was your pee? Long. Well, I asked <laughs> how the pee was, not the tool that caused it. Hey. One of those Austin Powers peas. Yes. Oh, God. You just lean against the wall and you're like. <laughs> Any day now. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So yeah, so then we have Wanda who's suddenly like, Where are my kids at? And goes because Agnes is is watching them so she can have a her day. Cause she's finally like, you know, her brother was like, Hey, your husband can't die twice. And she punches it, you know, blasts him in the distance. Her husband tried to escape. She just expanded everything. She's like completely falling apart at this moment. And it is in bed most of the episode or like in her PJs on the couch. And mm -hmm. so, you know, the lovely neighbor decides to just watch the kids and give the mom, give mom some me time. Just some little time. Yeah. 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 Ha, ha, have a gas, you know? And, it's all uh, innocent. yeah. So then, you know, Wanda starts to, uh, kind of go, Oh, I wonder where my kids are. And, uh, and Nick, why don't you take the, the shit gets real here. Why don't you go ahead and take us away through here? She uh she heads over to uh, Agnes's house, which by the way is a replica of the house from Bewitched. So when Agatha slash Agnes refers uh, to it as her Bewitched basement, I was it's like, she's? yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> um, she heads over and Agnes says, "Oh, the kids are playing in the basement," and she notices some weird stuff—a cicada on the wall, which is or on the window, which is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Nobody has cicadas just crawling around their house. It's just kind of strange. She she heads down to the basement, and doesn't she hear the kids? Yeah, she keeps that's hearing the kids. That's the one episode I haven't watched again. Okay, because um, I watched. Um, I watched the last two episodes back to back, like three times. And then the first couple, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point in my rewatch yet. Yeah. Um, but just at that moment, she's walking through the hallway through the basement and it's just it's like that dark with the vine. Yeah. The and, roots and you know, like the stonework and everything. Yeah. She gets down there and she sees this strange book hovering above a table or sitting on a table. And Agnes comes wandering in, you know, and she introduces herself finally as Agatha Harkness, the character we were talking about from the comics earlier. It was and she comments Agnes the whole time. You're not the only man. Which was such a perfect moment. I love the way that they went back to like the sitcom thing. And then they're like, here's the flashbacks. 
and uh, like all these little moments. Yeah, every, everything that we were, we were like, Russ, you were talking about the fact that, oh, there's those moments where you're in your dream and something out of the ordinary happens. It makes you realize it's a dream, but then psh, your dream changes. Yeah. All those moments were Agatha yeah. messing with Wanda. Right, to, to her, test her, to push her. And test her and push her. And then, so beautiful, beautiful moment. And then... The next episode, we've got Agatha now, as she's identified as as a practitioner of magic. She demonstrates a bit of her power, a bit of telekinesis. She, she we get a flashback, well, right? The, the very that beginning, very incredible flashback. Salem, yep, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, and she's a younger, by the way, best digital de aging I have ever seen. Oh, incredible! Best digital. I honestly did not even notice. Oh my god, it's so good. She's being dragged to the center of this group of people in cloaks. And she's being accused, we perceive being accused uh, of being a witch. They tie her to the stake. Turns out this is her coven of witches. They're accusing her, including her mother. They're accusing her of, of delving too deep into the dark magics. And she's got to be stopped. And so they all start blasting their power into her. And they've all got blue magic. All these witches have blue magic. We've mm-hmm. seen one other person in the show so far use blue magic, and that's Billy, a.k.a. Wiccan. Um, I think it's Billy. Right. It's Billy. Mm-hmm. I always confuse Billy and Tommy, but it's Billy. Um, he had blue magic. So we see all these blue blasts of energy, like Pierce Agnes, and she starts to like burn from the inside. And then all of the blue turns purple and like shadowy. And all of those witches start to like wither and get old and crumble and just die. And then Agatha's mother, she like doubles down. She lifts off from the ground and we see this like blue diadem. Like, like, I I don't even want to call it, it's not a tiara, it's not a crown. Like all I can think is like this diadem like appears, like this blue. I would say crown. It's crown. It's a symbol of power. That works. I don't know why I didn't think of the word crown. I went way more complicated than I needed to. <laughs> um, she, so she like blasts down, and Agatha does the same thing to her own mother. She just drains her, walks free, and then the next thing we know, we're back in Agatha's bewitched basement. And she demonstrates some of her powers to Wanda, who tries to retaliate. And then in a beautifully stereotypical villain moment, she monologues a little too much. And she explains why exactly Wanda can't use her magic. Because she's standing in this basement yep. with these rooms. And then shows her the symbols. Yep. Yeah. The symbols it was and this... explains. Yeah. Only Ex- the witch that casts the runes can use her magic inside of them and i think it it wasn't so much like the the slip up of the monologuing villain as much as it was well i guess i guess that counts as the same thing but it's almost like she was going crazy watching all this power that wanda had and like her moment of strength was showing off that like i understand this craft and you don't you may be yeah. going crazy with the strength, but I understand stuff. Yeah, it was definitely pride. Like, yeah, you're all this, but I know shit. All right. I, I took out my own coven well, and it, for at least 
400 years. Yeah. Like literally I, I book love, smart. <laughs> I love, I love that moment where she's, she's literally like, she has no words. She's like, all of this magic, all of it, just, just on, on, on loop. It's, it's what it's what I'm looking for. Like it's automated. Yeah. Like all of this passive magic happening. Like I can do, and she, she demonstrates transfiguration and she turns the cicada, is it into a bird? Mm-hmm. And then she gra- eventually she grabs the bird, turns it back into a cicada and throws it at, at Senor Scratch which, by the way, Scratch, Old Scratch, is another name for the devil. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Just, yep. just saying. Yep. Um, <laughs> the devil's in the details. That's not the only <laughs> place he is. Um, but no. So she she demonstrates all these like rudimentary like magical feats that she possess or skills that she possesses as a witch. And there's the, always this somatic component. She's always got to speak. She's always got to do something. And by the way, like Wanda, we love Wanda and her like her like weird like witchy witchy hands. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine Hahn did such a good job, like developing her own like like yeah. style of using magic. Love it. Um, eventually, she 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 does all this demonstration and this this just exasperation at the fact that Wanda, she doesn't even know how she did it. And it's the greatest feat of magic that Agatha Harkness has ever seen. And she doesn't even know she's doing it. She's passively running all of these spells constantly. And up until this point, Wanda has never even encountered the word spell. Like, no one's ever called her a witch. This is her yeah. power. There's which, people like the me? What? Credit, yeah. To the MCU's credit, they've always been really ambiguous with her power. It's just red, crazy right. stuff. Like, up until the hex. She had never done anything this chaotic, if you will. And well, and I like what I like what Brett said earlier, where it was it was almost this madness that overtook Agatha at this point because she saw the power and she she was so hungry for it that I think it blinded her to a lot of what was going on because for whatever reason, and we we still don't really know why. Um, I suspect it has something to do with her coven. I think that she kind of regrets that maybe a little bit. I'm not too sure, mm-hmm. but she wants this power that, that Wanda has. She wants to eat it and consume it and make it her own. And it's almost like, you know, if you've, you, you see, you know, you see this fancy meal and you're like, oh. Or like if you're if you're in the desert and you're starving, although Agatha was very powerful, she had absorbed several witches' power. And this is also another important thing to note. Agatha <clears> wasn't just any kind of she wasn't just eh, she's a witch. She had absorbed the power of an entire coven. Yeah. Eight eight I think eight, including her mother, that we know of. That exactly. We right. And that was four hundred right. years ago. Who knows what she's done? Yeah, exactly. In that well, time. Exactly. Like on to, uh, like Russ, I don't want to like shit on your dinner plate here, but I don't think it was hunger. I honestly think it was it was rage at the fact that like this is the most prolific display of magic that she's ever seen, and mm-hmm. the woman doing it doesn't even know what she's doing. Like she has no idea that she's casting all of these hexes or all of these curses or spells. She doesn't even know what a spell is. 
like I almost feel like it, it's not necessarily hunger as it is jealous jealousy. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I didn't feel the rage so much, but definitely the jealousy of you have this power. I want it. Yeah, it was covetousness. It was it was well, jealousy it was, it that became like, oh, hunger. You have this power, was, and you don't know what it is. I know what it is. I, I should can have it. it better. Yeah, give it to me. It was Gollum with the ring. Right. It was like, oh, precious. But I, I, I love like, not, not to get yeah. Gives it to us, precious. Not not to get like too far ahead, but I adore the fact, and I hope it's it's. We'll talk about Agatha in the future of the MCU, but like she's taking full power blasts from Wanda and just like eating it up, just like more, more. Like Wanda, she was literally eating it. Yeah, she right. was using it and absorbing it, and we could see that because Wanda started to age. I think this is an appropriate time to talk about it because. Um, you know, we're leading into the final moments. Agatha imprisons her, uh, and then uh, an epic fight breaks out between well, she threatens her children. Yes, right. And but that's she, when she Wanda goes children, on, on, like, literally on leashes. Yeah. She's ready to just hang both of your kids. If right. you don't give up your power and, right now, these kids that you've made out of nothing, right. I'm taking them away from you, and all this, I'm taking away. But then they have their beautiful, incredible well, moment where Viz shows up. And then the two kids, Wanda and Vision, all take their battle poses. Which, by the way, those two kids are adorable. And I hope they I keep know. them in the mm -hmm. future. I want them to play those characters. Such like a... Was it the end of the first Incredibles movie? Nope. I'm old man! And they all take their the battle underminer. stance together, you know? The Underminer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, oh. Anyway, you, you were going to say, Russell... Uh, I was going to say, so so up until this point, they have revitalized Vision's body. Yes. Sword had his body. Their entire plan was to revitalize his body, which is also part of the reason that Wanda was like, screw you guys. Um, yes, Brett, you, you have something that you'd like to say? We skipped over something insanely important that I think we need to cover. And that was while they're in the basement... Agatha is trying to figure out why she has this power. She has, where did this come from? How, how is this even possible? And she forces Wanda to go on a mind journey to relive, to relive all the traumatic moments of her past, to try to figure out where the power came from and what causes to happen. And that gives us this beautiful sequence of Wanda literally standing as an adult in memories of her seeing her parents and, and her brother, you know, when they were all younger and the war going on outside and the bomb coming in and killing her parents and them staring at it, you know, and then Agatha explaining, like, actually the bomb wasn't a dud. You just did a spell. You were you safe. The probability hex. Yeah. You, 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 you were you safe the whole time. Like she recognized like probability hex. And one yeah. was like, no, I'm not a witch. Yeah. Like, I just was lucky. Yes, Russell. Okay. Um, and then, and then there was that moment where she, because so she comes into contact with the mind stone. Yes. Because then we go back and we see that that is how she has formed vision because in essence, vision 
is the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone is Vision in a strange kind of way, also meshed with Jarvis and a few other things. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and so she manifest because, because before vision had even come into existence, the mind stone, it, it, it seems to indicate that it had imparted an imprint of vision in her long before vision received the mind stone and was able to form himself because you see that kind of floating image in the, in the, the energy burst that comes from the mind stone. And then when she is creating the real, huh? That's her. That's her. her. Yeah. The vision is her in not, not vision, Vision the, the thing, the, the, the silhouette. Yeah. 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 So it's, we all recognize when they walk in the scene, like is Loki's staff from the first Avengers movie. Instructor's base in Sokovia. Yep. In Sokovia, yep. And they walk in, and you got the doctors are all like, no one ever survives this, or what will happen, you know? And then shit gets real, and the thing cracks, and the Mind Stone comes out of the blue crystal. And I, it was a really fun moment, actually, where uh, Lisa had gotten confused at, like, where all the stones, like, existed from. And so it was a really fun to just kind of pause it. And we just went through every single stone and where it was in the universe and why everything existed. And it was, it was just a really magical moment we shared. I just want, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Sprechen Sie Deutsch, like speaking of magic. Yeah. That, so like the, the, the doctors are there behind the window and they tell her to walk towards the stone or walk towards the staff to have her encounter with it. Like they want to see what's going to happen. And the blue thing pulls out. It's like, flashes apart you see the yellow mind stone it's like washing wanda i'm blurry again and i need to stop gesticulating uh out on stream uh and then she she sees this silhouette with a crown mm-hmm. like, okay. like coming down so, towards her and then the thing i that struck most is she falls to the floor and when the doctors are looking at the security footage it's her she walks in and then she's on the floor. Yeah. So oh, she is the only one that saw the Mind Stone do its thing. And it was like the Mind Stone chose her because of what power she already had in her. Russell. And before Russell goes, before Ru- no, or, Russell, I'm cutting you, I'm cutting you, I'm cutting you. Because I want to be a dick. Just because it, it's it's what's going on there. And it was, it was an interesting moment because we knew she'd had these powers as a witch. But that didn't explain how she had her i can cause tony stark to have this vision or make everyone like where she got the power of touching and making things happen and i think that was the mind stone gave her those abilities she had everything else you know all the red shit right causing all the all the crazy stuff i think that was the mind stone gave her those abilities which was it was a really interesting like deep dive into looking back at scenes and trying to figure out was there a color difference like where did this happen okay go ahead russ i had to say that Okay, um, so is it the Mind Stone imparting this to her, or because, I mean, she is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, is she reaching back through time through this to impart a, a blueprint of the vision so that he can come back? I think you're reading too much into the vision coming back, because when she brings him back, 
she brings him back as a part of the mind stone that was in her because the mind stone knows what's in her showed her a vision of her future like this is your potential accept me yeah except what i'm uh, going to but that's your interpretation it could be because it it already has her in the crown i'm just saying this is an alternate theory yes it's a little out there but it also could be because vision is then able to impart those memories to himself in his corporeal yeah he didn't he he didn't because he didn't actually put them into him he just unlocked that part of the mind that had been cut away but he basically gives the imprint of himself to this. No, 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 no he doesn't imprint. He's like, it's, let me help you. He's yeah. Unlock it. The stuff's there. The vi- the white vision. I disagree. No, I disagree. Well, they literally well, say watch, it in the show, Russell. Yeah. yeah. They yeah, literally say in the show. I did. Yeah, I know. But they literally say in the show that all that's intact. It's just been locked away. And so when vision comes up, he goes, let me help you. And he doesn't imprint himself. He literally just unlocks the code that's holding the, the memories that are in there. And that's what unlocks him and lets him have him. He doesn't imprint himself. But the, then they have that conversation about the ship of the Argo. Yeah. That was just to stop the fighting because vision knows that at the base version of what vision is the computer and everything Logic, a, logic, a logic is a straight up brawl. Isn't going to win this. Sure. A logic conversation between a computer is wh- how you're going to stop it. Sure. But the, that is a symbolic version of themselves because he is a new person. Is he still the vision or is he a new interpretation of the vision? Are they the same thing or because all of his pieces have been replaced? Is he something else? That's, that's what's up. And then they said, what is it? it? Is it, is it the, is it the material that makes it, or is it the memory and the interpretation? And it kind of leaves it open. And then he, uh, he does, I mean, he does unlock the memories, but is it, is it more than that? Is it more than just the memories that he unlocked or is this bringing back the vision? I will say from what he comic based, then he, the vision is definitely not back because white vision was an emotionless drone. Yeah. Which why he just he says, I am vision and flies data. away. He had data, only data, no emotional interpretation of the data. But I hear what you're saying. Well, sure. Yeah. But but this is a way to keep, uh, what is it, Paul Bettany? What his name is? Mm-hmm. Well, he'll, he'll be around. It, it, it's a yeah. way. And, and we really only got vision for a movie, but he was so cool. I'm excited that we got this. Sh- I think we're going to see more of him. And I think he's, I think he's going to, not the same vision, but I think that 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 Wanda and the vision, and then we're going to end up getting the kids later on. I think this so is. So I, I have a feeling, like Ed, I put a hashtag in the chat a while back, like in Feige we trust, because like they've had, mm-hmm. such a, he's had, he has had such a unique interpretation of all of these traditional, like, marvel comics storylines and ideas and characters and the way they've been implemented have been different in almost every character than their comic core or their comic root but it's been adapted to like perfectly mesh into this like modern version of it and i feel like that really manifested itself with scarlet witch which we finally like the penultimate episode, we actually hear oh, so cool. Scarlet Witch uttered 
for the first time in the MCU that is Wanda Maximoff's mutant name. Mm-hmm. Now we're given the storyline in the MCU where Wanda Maximoff is not a mutant. She's a witch. And the Scarlet Witch, like, and, and I love Agatha's, like, her, her makeup, her costume. I love it. Oh, like, yeah, the, the purple robes with the, the yeah. The, the eyeshadow, the, the hair, like, oh, she's got her kids on, the, like, by the neck. And she's like, this, this Wanda spontaneous creation, like, this, this is chaos magic. You're the Scarlet Witch. And, and it, the implication of that, like, we're left episodic storytelling. Like, we got to wait a whole week to find out what is you're mm-hmm. the Scarlet Witch. What does that mean? And then they have their, their showdown. She, she says, like, she's like, there's a whole chapter about you in the Darkhold. That's the Book of the Damned. I'm thinking, like, Necronomicon levels here. Mm-hmm. Like, she pulled it out of her, mm-hmm. like, to herself and magic. And it's like she's reading from it, like... I love the, the the contrast, like a priest from a pulpit or a deacon reading the gospel. She has this big book up on this building parapet. And she's like, the Scarlet Witch is not born, she is forged. And Russell, I think that leads into part of the encounter with the Mind Stone. It's like she's forged through all this, all the trauma that she's experiencing. This, this innate power, this stone, like all of this is forging what has been prophesied as the Scarlet Witch and shivers like, oh, because we've all been like the, the, the parallels to the House of M storyline that you mentioned earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. Which at one point, Wanda utters the words, no more mutants. And there are no more mutants. They're all gone, except for her. Um, the parallels are uncanny with the WandaVision storyline. And there were some of us wondering, is this when mutants, like the X gene, could potentially be introduced? And we see them toying with it a little bit because we have Billy and Tommy born with powers, mm-hmm. born, born, more on that in a minute. We have Monica getting thrown through the hex and then pushing her way back through. And now all of a sudden she's got powers. And then we've got Wanda, who we're told has innate powers and has had them all along, but she's actually a witch. And I just, I love how the MCU is flipping the paradigm and subverting expectations with how they're introducing these iconic characters in a way that's not just like pulling the X gene out of their pocket. They're actually building something into the storyline. Yeah. Well, and it sets her up as the most powerful magic user in the MCU. Yes. More powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. More powerful. And and she like gives a list of people that she's more powerful than. Sorcerer mm-hmm. Supreme stood out to me because I'm a big Doctor Strange fan. And 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 they have that confrontation. And not only do we see that Wanda is very, very powerful, and I mean you know, before where we had seen um, Agatha drain quickly the other witches, there's a prolonged battle with Wanda and her where she is absorbing her power, but there seems to be no end. I mean, like Wanda's hand gets all withered. Mm-hmm. I think both hands do at some point. At some point, yeah. You know, but... That's a lot. I mean, like she's like she's throwing some bombs at her. Agatha's absorbing it, and 
it, it, there seems to be very minor a drain of power on Wanda because then at the end of the battle, she goes, well, you showed me and the symbols that make it to where Agatha can't use her magic anymore are painted as big as skyscrapers Huge, on the head. Yeah. She created. Well, yeah, and it was really yeah. cool during that fight scene. Missing Wanda or missing yeah. Agatha. And you're like, Oh, that's just right. cool. Cool. Yeah. Fighting. That's exactly it's what like, I was about oh, to say. Yeah. She was, Essentially, yeah. and I feel like there's a, at the very end of that when Agatha is like, "This is it," and she's she's going to use the Scarlet Witch's power against her to kill Wanda. Wanda looks just drained and dead. I feel like that was her playing Agatha, like she used her own magic to warp the way she looked. Exactly. Yeah. To bring to make Agatha think, "Okay, I've got all of it." Well, because again. She had, she used the magic that Agatha showed her to make the runes, but also, you know, Agatha showed her the, uh, the transmutation or whatever, right? That's exactly what she used right there. She just, she just used everything that Agatha had thrown in her face. Well, I can do this. And she's like, well, guess what? So can I, you know? And but I yeah, love absolutely. The, I love how the crown appears her, her, as the things are going on. Outfit that is. outfit, dude. I love how they Holy tied shit. in the outfit and they made it a symbolic thing of this is a mantle of her power. Yes. Yeah. It's not just, Hey, this looks cool when you draw it in a comic book, because that's how most of the things end up coming mm-hmm. to being is because they're like, oh, this will look cool. Um, but it's, it's, it's a mantle of her power. This is a crown that symbolizes who she is. And I think that that, is the best introduction of a costume in the MCU so far. Captain America's it was a symbol too. He was a symbol of that and it, and it and it carries a gravitas with it and now hers does. It is a mantle of her power. It is a symbol to all those that she encounters that she is the Scarlet Witch, which we know very little what that means. We just know it's possibly a really bad thing. Yep. We know that it has to do with chaos magic. And we know that she is uber crazy powerful. So real quick callback to when Agatha was reading from the Darkhold, the, this basic, like, like this just excerpt from this whole chapter about the Scarlet Witch. And she was talking about the fact that she can cast magic without components or without the need to speak the spell. It's just mm-hmm. innate. It's, it's innate. And then she, she mentions, like you said, Russ, she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. I want to address something there. Doctor Strange, Stephen Strange, has not at this point taken the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme. The person who held it last was the Ancient One, who drew power directly from the Dark Dimension. Mm -hmm. She was alive for at least 700 years. The magic she knew, insane. And the Darkhold says more powerful. Like, so I, I'm not I'm not diminishing that. I'm enhancing it because I think the Ancient One was far more powerful than the Stephen Strange we've seen up to now is. She did not access the um, the eye. The call. Eye of Agamotto. Yes, she did not utilize it, and that that that's really the difference between. I think that part of what makes Doctor Strange so difficult to deal with is specifically the fact that he can manipulate time. Mm -hmm. And he is one of the only people that has 
utilized that ability, at least in recent history that we're aware of. Because even the Ancient One didn't utilize the eye. She did, though, because she knew she explored time. She knew she had explored all the timelines up until when she died. She could never see past that moment that she died, though. So no matter what, but no matter did what she use action? She that's the only way to look through time that we know of. So unless unless she she has a spell that lets her do it, which I would say makes sure. her all the more cool. Yeah, sure. Uh, the ancient one is cool regardless, and I love the choice of act- actress. Oh god, that they so chose. good. And I, I, I really. I really thought that was a good move because it sidestepped the uh, the fact that in the comic books, <laughs> it's a Chinese dude and that's kind of a character. Um, See, so it, it kind of sidestepped mm-hmm. that. See, and, or, in Endgame, I squeed. I was like, oh. yay. Oh, yeah. So it's happy. it's an under like Doctor Strange is one of those underrated Marvel movies that like when you rewatch, everyone rewatched it and they go, man, that was great. But like no one ever, except I mean, I it's one of my favorites. But yeah, there's not a lot of yeah, it's not a lot of people are like, man, Doctor Strange is my favorite. But everyone rewatches it and they're like, that was incredible. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's my definitely favorite. my favorite. Hands yeah. down, I love so Doctor Strange. The the mystic cosmic aspect of the MC. So I I love that in phase phase or the Infinity Saga. We're totally side railing. The Infinity Saga was cosmic with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Feige said that this next saga is getting cosmic insofar as what we saw in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I'm ready. My body is ready. My body in every version of the multiverse is ready. Bring it. Well, and it, it, the eldritch horror that is part of Doctor Strange, you know, yes. I mean, Dormammu was an example of that where he's this entity is slightly humanoid with a face, but other than that is a manifestation of magical energies. Um, and just cosmic it's, hunger. It really, yeah. It, it is. And, and I mean, it dives into that kind of eldritch nature, which, ooh, yes, just give it to me. Shower me. I, shower I me. The, 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 idea, the idea that Agatha has a patron. I'm going to say it. I didn't think I'd make it through the episode. Or I thought I'd be able to make it through the episode. Mephisto. Everyone kept mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, Mephisto!" Oh, Mephisto yeah, the whole time. Yeah, is, is in. It's Mephisto. It's Cthulhu. Everyone Mephisto, behind it. Yeah. No, and I, I love that the idea that Agatha, Agatha has a patron, such as that. Be, again, like all the all the devils in the details details throughout the entire show lead me to believe that's true and we're going to see that and i desperately hope agatha harkness becomes the this saga's loki where she keeps popping up because she is undoubtedly the most fan favorite character i think in the mcu yet aside from loki i i i I, she's pretty great i I don't know about that but she's pretty great yeah well, I'm a redditor. Yeah. I'm a lurker. Okay, Reddit says one thing. Y'all say another. Well, Reddit's wrong, but you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's amazing. I will. Yeah, Russell, yeah. you're gonna burst. I know. Uh, I hope that they do the defenders. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Doctor Strange, Hulk was a member. Like Silver Surfer, Ghost Rider, 
I think Scarlet Witch was at one point, where it's this, it's a team that's only gathered together to defend against cosmic horrors. And if it's leading into the cosmic, the defenders would be a perfect answer. It would be legit. Because then we get a lot more Doctor Strange. And, and that's what we need. So there for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. it, because because the the original Avengers roster, I mean, Iron Man's gone, Hulk probably gone, uh, except for maybe some cameos. Uh, Steve Rogers is gone. Um, so I mean, it it leads perfectly into let's let's get the Defenders until a new Avengers team is built. Yeah. But um, well, back back to the show at hand. Yeah. Um, yes, we have all that, and then so she uh, decides to allow herself to give everything up after she defeats Agatha there, and realizes everything going on and who she actually is, and the power she holds, and what she's done to everyone around her. Because it's like she wasn't just fighting like during that fight. Agatha was making really good points and pointing out the people around and like what she had done and like what that entailed and how like I seem pretty bad. Children enslaved in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Like I seem pretty bad, but look what you're doing at the same time. Like, and then, yeah. Yeah. So she decides to uh, let it all go in a very uh, heartwarming and tear-jerking sequence. Do you remember her final words to her? So she she takes her family back to their house. As but, oh, everything's way, closing Ag- in Agatha, already. Before that even, Agatha, she, she like, Agnes, I'm sorry, Agatha doesn't want to be killed. Like, she, she begs, you know, mercy. Oh, yeah, don't die. Like, yeah, I, don't can, kill I, can, I can help you. Like, you don't know what you're dealing with. Like you have no idea what you're dealing with. Love what she says to her. And <laughs> what does she say, Russell? She says, you'll be here when I'm ready for you. Or is she, I don't know exactly what she says, but she basically, she basically tells her that she's going to imprison her here and make her live a normal life. And if she ever wants her, she'll know where to find her. Yeah. Right. Well, like she says, Agatha, you were like, you'll be the character that you wanted to be the nosy neighbor and then bam she turns into agnes and that again that actress like that immediately just switch from being agatha back to agnes was just but like the switch happened but you could still see the pain in the eye like she did the the agnes face but the eyes were still agatha and like to pull that off holy shit yeah that's incredible. That, that moment, like you said, Russ, that, that moment was unbelievable because it's, she's like, you, you need me. You need me. I'll know where to find you. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, damn. So, but then, yes, she yeah. takes her whole family. Her family vision, and everything's kids, already closing in. The house. Yeah, yeah she's shutting happening. the hex down. And, and it's magically it. night at their house. Russ, this is you, buddy. Go for it. They have a heartfelt moment at the end. Okay. What is what is Never the mind. last thing she say to her kid? She tucks her two twins into bed, and she stand. They're both accepting it. Like Wick, Wiccan can read her mind. Wick, Billy Wiccan 
right. has the same powers Wanda does. Yep. The powers are one to one in the comics. Mm-hmm. He knows what she's thinking. He knows what's happening. They're all accepting it. What does she say? Her last words to her children. I am so bad at quotes. You picked the wrong person to quote. Any, either one of you. I think, I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to say it using Nick's voice perfectly. You ready? Yeah. Thank you for choosing me to be your mom. And that was a really deep thing to say using Nick's voice. I'm really good at that. That's why Russell. you were throwing it over to me because you didn't know it either. <laughs> Russell, yeah. Russell, those yes. weren't her children. There's more to come. She didn't. I don't. I believe, and we'll get to the post-credit scene. I don't believe that she created Billy and Tommy. She understands what happened, though, which is why she thanked them for choosing her to be their mother. She knows they're, so who were they're they and, well in the comics they're actually spawn of Mephisto. They're part of Mephisto's soul that he imbues into her oh. and then he absorbs them back into her himself, which is what causes her to snap and go freaking batshit crazy. Um Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. They're not her kids. But they chose her to be their mom. So they're these two entities, which is why post credits will get there. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Can we, uh, like, I mean, that's it. Go, let's go to postcard. Well, go. I mean, well, no, we got to go back to the living room. Vision was looking, I mean, he's got the turtleneck on, right? Vision was looking, uh, he was looking pretty good in that scene. Yeah, he had a lot I'll of drip. Bet he is a sexy man, absolutely. But whoever decided, like, that ending scene to make him look man. that good, damn. So, their conversation, Vision asks her. What am I? Like, where did I come from? Like, how did you? And she explains that he is what of the Mind Stone is in her. And and my love and my hope, I think she says. She pours that all into it. And that's what allowed her to create this vision in her reality and she created a vision a vision oh and he was a vision yeah um oh, baby and paul bettany's a sexy man yeah just saying. so i've seen his butt yeah yeah it's fantastic so, i think we well, have all seen his butt he has this beautiful I don't remember what led to the interaction oh my god I'm so terrible he basically says that he used to be like oh what is the quote he used to be like a a mind without form and then a form without soul oh yeah and then a soul without form who knows what I'll be next yeah and their goodbye is basically us like let's i'll see you in the next turn around yeah like yeah like it was which is why i think that white vision is gonna there's more to that well i I, i'm not saying there's not i I feel like there's perfect perfect opportunity for even wanda to just like flick 
white vision in the forehead and just all of a sudden he's got a soul back. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I don't feel like that's out of the question. Um, well, and it, it, this brings up a question. Is the soul the memories or is the soul something else entirely? Because his memories are unlocked. He, 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 he begins to recall the events and the experiences that had shaped him. Right. So, you know, I mean, and that brings in, you know, what is the soul? Because it used to, in the comics, I believe he had the soul stone. Right? White Vision didn't. No, no, no. In the comics, Vision had the soul stone. He had the mind stone. Did he? I, mm-hmm. I thought it was the soul stone. Um, I'll double check. Let's see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super sure. Um, oh, let me disappear. Um, mind stone. It was the mind stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'll never mind then. Well, fine. Yeah, you're wrong. Forget cool. it. Well, no, I mean, you're, you're asking a perfectly like existential question for the topic right, of the show. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's ultimately what vision, like, I think what Wanda vision, like the Wanda vision was asking vision when he brought up the whole like ship of Theseus theory to get the fight to stop. Yeah. So that he could ask him. And right. I love that, that that was a moment where wisdom won over intellect as like a D and D dude. I think you'll appreciate that. Like wisdom beat out intellect. And yes, I feel like that's that was one division's hope that the vision would eventually find a way to gain meaning to the data that he now has access to because he's literally just a computer that's had his access to data exponentially increased and retroactively so, but he has no way to process it in a way that's human, yeah, and exactly. Which is why he does Which the monotone, why I think he f- I'm vision, and flies away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and doesn't and go back it's, to Wanda it's, it's at all. Again, we're going through that coping, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, there is so much more than I realized. I am, I am so much more than I realized. I am vision. Mm-hmm. I am not, I am not chained. Well, and I, I love... Okay, so for a second, Wanda Vision, just the title holds so much meaning yes. and so many different meanings, and they all fit with the show. Wanda Vision as in television, Wanda Vision as in Wanda and Vision, Wanda's Vision as in Wanda's Vision. I mean, just beautiful. Even Westview, Westview is not just a city, it is Wanda's view of the West through sitcoms, through TV shows. Westview. (laughs) That was Jake. That was a Jake operation. That's deep. Wow. That was good. Wowzers. Yep, that's it. I don't know if there's anything else. No. So hit the end credit scene, man. So this show has been what? Three and a half hours? We get we're we're at three. This is, I mean, it's WandaVision, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're covering eight episodes of TV in one episode of podcast. 
with two people who like to go off on tangents and one bearded bastard who tries desperately to realize it. <laughs> Frame us in. Uh, yeah. I don't actually. I just sit back and let it happen. So we see in this beautiful mountain scape. We zoom in slowly on this cabin with a pier. Uh, no, and there's not even a pier. It's just a no, it's just a it's just and a we porch. See, yeah. We see Wanda. We see Wanda just like gazing off into the distance with a cup of with tea. Some, yeah. It looks like it's warm, which gives off. And she's anytime you see a character sitting there comfy, cozy with something warm, like that's usually a pretty positive vibe in film. Good, good flannel, like beautiful, yeah. full flannel. And, uh, she gets up, she's just kind of, you know, nonchalantly walking into the house. She goes over to the cup of, of the teapot and she pours a little more, but the camera goes past her through a doorway and it turns and we see Wanda. We see Wanda um, astral projection sitting. We see Scarlet Witch astral projection. Correct. We see, we see Scarlet Witch Wanda, like full garb, crown and everything, with the Darkhold opening the pages and reading and looking and, and doing her witch hand motions. We hear two things. One, we hear her children call for her. We hear Billy and Tommy call for her. Two, we hear the Doctor Strange theme mm-hmm. in the minor key. Yes. I'm it's glad like you picked dark. up on that too. Yes. Oh. It's dark. It's it's the, the single motif of <laughs> Doctor Strange. But I didn't even know that this was go back, dude. I, oh, I, dude. I feel like I did. I didn't see this in credit scene. The one I saw was with Rambo showing up in the movie theater and talking to one of the scroll. This is after that. Yeah. So yes, thank you. Yeah, there's thank two. You, that's there's. So we have two tee ups. We well, why the would they do for, two? We have the, the tee up for Captain Marvel two, and we have the, the tee up for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So the the tee up for Captain Marvel 2 is the scroll as as a police officer, I think, asking Monica to come with her into the theater because someone wants to talk to her. And it turns into a scroll, and we know Monica knows who the scroll are because as a child she encountered the scroll. And they mention that Fury wants to see her. And they point up. And we know from the end of Far From Home, Spider Man mm-hmm. Far From Home, that Nick Fury is at a sword space station so she's gonna go up there did you not see that in credit scene either russ i remember seeing far from home where spider-man gets accused of all this stuff yes and then it just j jonah jameson yeah and I the next so the other one such a yeah so the other one was showing that the Nick Fury of the whole movie was the um what's 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 his name again the scroll I I can't remember the scroll's name yeah the 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 scroll from from Captain Marvel the main scroll guy from Captain Marvel yeah the one who had this who was pretending and then you go back actually in the Spider Man movie at the beginning and realize that like how they talk to each other is completely wrong. No one, no, yeah, no and, one and calls Nick Fury, Nick Fury by that name and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Nick to go Fury back. would have never believed that there was this dude from an alternate Earth that had elementals. Like none of it adds up from no. the Nick Fury standpoint. 
which explains why it's just a scroll pretending to be Nick Fury trying mm-hmm. to get by. Also, given all the other Avengers and, and supers that are around, why would you tap Spider-Man? Like, of all the people? Oh, yeah. Why him? Like, but yeah. Rhodey is So that, that end credit scene, Russ. Bucky is there. Is is I that. think I remember this. Yeah. Now, and so then it zips up and it's, you know, uh, the actual, you know, Nick Fury rocking, you know, looks like he's sitting on a beach and then he stands up and walks <laughs> into the middle of this huge space station construction sequence. And there's, there's the sword logo, the okay. sword logo. And there's all these like it looks like a bunch of portals being built. Hey. So, maybe I did. Maybe I did. And he like claps and he's like, "All right, everyone, get back to work. Back to work. <laughs> Let's over. get moving." And uh, but but like so so we know that's setting up obviously Captain Marvel two because mm-hmm. we know Photon or Monica every time Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers was mentioned, she got cold. Very cold. Yes, because I'm sure she was pissed that Carol never came back. She never came back. As far, yeah, as, far as she knows. Yeah, absolutely. The, the beeper is what called her back. And that was because of the snap. And that was too late. You know, Cara, uh, Monica's mom had already died or was already on her deathbed from cancer. And it's like, there's reason to believe. Say what you will. Monica's mother, I can't remember her name. Maria, Maria and Carol were lovers. Together, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, comic also supports that in some storylines. And um, another so, another but, theory that's come around is actually because you remember <laughs> Captain Marvel's hair was super short during Endgame, and so another theory going out is that she actually had shaved her head with the mom when she was going through cancer, and that's why <gasps> her hair was so short in Endgame was because it had only grown far that far back since her mom the mom had died. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That one was cool. And maybe that's why her hair was completely different. Maybe she's pissed because she didn't come back until then. Well, again, or like mom died during call. the blip. So she probably came back for the mom. She like Captain Marvel was probably but there for Monica mom to die, but she doesn't know because she was blipped. Exactly. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I can't wait for Captain Marvel too. I love I love Brie Larson as Carol Danvers. Yeah, I love her. I agree. Love her I absolutely agree. I love how cool and calm and and collected. My favorite line she's ever spoken is, "Hey, Peter Parker." <laughs> yeah, got something for me. Yeah, like the first and person didn't they do ever not called him kid. They filmed like she was in Endgame before they did her movie, right? Yep. Yeah, so that's man. That's got to be a trip. Hey, Peter Parker. Hey, everybody. I, my movie's not done yet. How are you? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, anyway, sh- that, sure that, that end that sequence. Like oh, we, yeah. We hear her kids calling from her, her kids that no longer exist. But they weren't actually her kids because they do exist and they're not from this universe. So, yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And I love that it's not Doctor Strange and it's Doctor Strange in, in yes. the Multiverse of Madness. And, and I have a feeling 
uh-huh. they're going to be calling on Agatha. Oh yeah. Well, the thing, like the thing, the big thing I've heard about this Dr. Strange saying, we got to not go on this huge tangent here. Cause it's, <laughs> I have to work in the morning. Um, Oof. is it's Oof. supposed to be, yeah, yeah. I'm uh yeah. <laughs> um, so it's supposed to be like, not just not dark, but for and what we've seen out of a Marvel horror. movie, terrifyingly horror. Yeah. An absolute horror thriller of a movie. Sam Raimi is directing. Yeah. And if you know Sam Raimi, I mean, he's responsible for Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, the new one? No, the, one? the original Evil Dead and oh, Army okay. of Darkness. Okay. Campy, but horror. Yeah, exactly. But good. But very good. Like yeah. The original like Evil the, Dead, the first one, is not campy. It is terrifying. <laughs> we call them campy now, but that's what created camp. So, well, and the thing that clicked for so so something um, so in uh, Far From Home, right? When when he's doing all the dream sequences with Spider Man, and it's like dark and freaky. Like that's the first time we've been able to peer into like what could happen as like a scarier tone in a Marvel movie. And that like, when I think of the Dr. Strange, I think of that sequence times a hundred and I am yeah. stoked. I am so there. I am so Imagine there. Cause Dr. Strange. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When the ancient one. And Benedict Cumberbatch. No, that's not his name. Bramble snitch Cumberbund. Yeah. When. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But when yeah. the White Witch yeah, pushed him in into other other multiverses, and she she said like I've only literally shown you a fraction of what's out there. If I gave you a glimpse into any more, you would cry and run away. Like paraphrasing, we're gonna see that. And also, Tilda Swinton is credited as the Ancient One in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, meaning she's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excited. Well, right. if it's a multiverse, then she would exist in other. It's true. Exactly. So, but anyway, so do we skip story time tonight? I I'm thinking about it. Um, so overall, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think we it's safe it. to say we all thoroughly enjoyed our experience watching WandaVision, correct? Yes. Yes. And so, no, so no, totally wrong. I don't as know a, where you would have got that idea. Just from. as a basic review from everyone, because this is the first time we've had a MCU television show. It was something we hadn't been done. We've had yes. since 2008, we've had a Shield. shit ton of Agents movies. Of Shield. No, it's not, not canon, canon anymore. Yeah. That's no, officially but it not was, canon. It was an MCU but television not, show. But not very Also, we had Daredevil. Budgeted. Those were not canon. Yeah. Those were not produced by Kevin Feige. Correct. Oh. Yeah. Totally different things. So this is our first. Love you, Russell. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah. So as. Good night, everyone. All right. Sick. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yowzers. Love you. But no, as like we've we saw you know in the the upcoming from from marvel like a ton of stuff coming out and a lot of television shows and we didn't know what to expect so as our first like journey into the marvel high budget tv shows are you guys on board for the future oh yeah oh yeah i mean all the notes I, you I, want? so i've yeah well and i've watched a couple of episodes of falcon and winter soldier 
and it's good and intriguing. I want more. Mm-hmm. I want. I want more. Don't start talking about it. Give me. Give me more. Okay, good, good. That's all okay. I've got to say. Okay. I, yeah, I'm there for it because I want. Like, I I loved Wandavision. I'm enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier so far. I want more. Like, I'm super excited for Loki because Loki looks insane. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. Awesome. Where I where, cannot wait to. See... Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like where WandaVision was like very slow paced for a long time. I feel like Loki's going to be just boom, 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 boom the whole time. Well, Tom Hiddleston is an amazing actor regardless. And he does Loki so well. And just, I just, all I can imagine is that scene where he's in the suit, he's got the Loki crown and he's got the Loki for president button. Mm -hmm. And he's surrounded by like Huns. I want to know what is going on in that scene. You'll find out. You know that, in the MCU, Loki was supposed to die at the end of the first Avengers movie and be done. But yeah. because of the positive reaction from everyone, they kept him. I don't know how you could kill. Well, I, I mean, that's yeah. what I, I hope and... they do with Agatha. Catherine Hahn is an untapped resource of genius potential. Please continue. Cap- Agatha Harkness was a babysitter for Reed Richards and Susan Richards for crying out loud. Like she babysat for the Fantastic Four's child. Like, come on, come on. Well, that's because he was the most powerful mutant to ever be born, but they didn't know she was a witch when they hired her. Um, Brett. Yeah. I assume you're going to ask me the same question about one division and MCU TV. No, no. Do you like Reese's peanut butter cups? I do. I actually, I cool. like to eat like three quarters of the way around. The we edge. don't need to get into it. That's fine. And then, no. Now no, we do actually. And then I rub it on my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. Same, same question. You create like a little nipple shield. You're on uh, board no, for the Marvel legit. TV. It was everything I didn't know that I wanted. Yeah, that's a good and way. I went, I went in, I went into it expecting ABC and I got like GQX. And GQ and X is way better than A, B, and C in my book, metaphorically speaking. Um, That's the creepiest smile I have ever seen you make. Holy shit. Russell? Oh my God. I have seen some horrifying movies and that (laughs) smile you just made topped all of them. You'll have to. You'll have to watch the VOD. God bless titties. Oh fine, I have to cut. The, I have to cut the highlight for Twitch anyway. So fine. <sighs> um, but I will. I will say it was everything I didn't know that I wanted out of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I live for it. If if everything they showed me is just baseline for what we can expect, then yeah. And and speaking to Russ's, I've only seen the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Same. I al- I already love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love I love the characters already. Like, Sebastian Stan to me is the sexiest piece of meat in the MCU. Um, For some reason, every time I see Sebastian Stan, I think of you, Nick. You think of Mythos. Well, I I just like I I picture like you guys have similar lips. Very kissable. That's fair. Yeah, I don't have a metal arm, or nor am I. 110 years old. 
Um, no, but that's you're okay. very good. <laughs> but no, anyway. Just gonna, yeah, so it. Dick is the size of his middle arm. Hydra gave me a different prosthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does it vibrate? No, but every time you cut it off, two more grow back. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Enough with the head slicing thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every every time Nick gets aroused, just plays the Beatles back in the USSR. It's 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 a it's a weird thing. Oh, and we get Jimmy DeVito yelling at me. <laughs> uh, uh, as, oh, as for me, uh, yeah. the, the thing, like everything you guys said, but the big thing for me, just, just as a, to show that I really liked it, me and my wife are not television show people. We watch movies. We've there. It is very rare that we'll sit down and go, let's get into a TV show together. Not our thing at all. And we ate this show up and spent all week going, man, I can't wait for this next episode and planned everything and had our time to sit down and watch our next episode of a TV show, which again, we never do. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what, like, if that doesn't tell you how good this show is, I don't know what will probably what they said. Cause it was more poetic. Hey, Disney plus has done a great job between the Mandalorian now on oh. division and, and the coming MCU shows of bringing back episodic TV. Yeah. Cause it's like, we, we, we went from like, Oh, cable sucks. No more cable. Tear down the walls to binge watching everything. Thanks to Netflix, like stranger things. Season three came out and I had watched the whole thing in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I would take one division style or, or episodic. I shouldn't credit one division and Disney plus for it. Cause they didn't invent it, but episodic TV over binge TV. Yeah. They brought it back. Week. Yeah, absolutely any day of the week. Russell, you're wrong. Don't worry about it. Being able to ruminate and discuss and theorize and think and then create your own expectations only to have them subverted or reinforced or just like shit on outright. Oh, yeah. Well, like how we we all spent a week with Quicksilver going, oh, this means that they're like, we all spent a whole week going, this means they're bringing bringing the X-Men in and everything. And we spent a whole week on Reddit, where you were at, Twitter, everything, just discussing this in depth. And the yep. next episode, it was a boner joke. Like, yep. ah, glorious. It was glorious. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. And it's ad-free, which to me is what kills episodic TV. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit so for far. that. It is ad-free so far. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for episode 97 of Just Some Guardians. We're not going to do story time tonight because I'm very tired. And you I have, have to, to deliver parcels. It's one o'clock. I have to go Brent to work. Has to be up at what? Five, four? Jesus. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to take Ladies a nap and, and go to work after the show. Russell, you where can, can people find you? Yeah. You can find me on Twitter and on the Discord. If you don't know where it is, I'm not going to say it because I want Brett to get Brett to get in bed. You can look at the past shows. Hey, he always wants me to get in bed. I understand. <laughs> Sandbag Bob, where can the people find you? Twitter at Sandbag Bob. PSN Sandbag Bob. Where can people find you or the yeah. show or whatever? The show, yeah, 
Once again, thank you all for joining us for episode 97 of Cash Apps. <laughs> Don't forget that. Very important. Uh, listen, all you guys need to do, go to Twitter at JSGCast. Link to the Twitter's way to get in the Discord. Come hang out. Other than that, just some guardians.com. Embedded there is the YouTube, our, our audio feed for Podbean, and the Twitch channel. Just go there and refresh it every once in a while. You'll keep up with everything we're doing. I'm Elmer yeah. Fudd. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M, double D. Double M, double D. Russell. Take <coughs> us out. Join us next week on Just Some Guardians for utter incompetency and mutual chaos. It's been Agatha all along. Did they, why'd they have to make all the music slap so hard? I like you know, how this, this one was reminiscent of the monsters. Yeah, oh my number god. One. It was number one. And Catherine Hahn is the one that actually sang. It's been Agatha all and she was over the moon that it was number one. And in the in the credits and the soundtrack for everything, up until the episode released, it was it's been underscore 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 all the time. Like it was just a blank line. And I killed Sparky too. <laughs> in the episode. When she says that, and I killed Sparky too, her witch laugh after that. So good. That topped the hocus pocus laughs for me.